If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Passenger, this a G5, no, this not a challenger. Big one. I get some members with me in the fridge, the coat seats, they some cannibals. Eaters. They like to get geek. Drink a whole bottle, wake up and repeat. Damn. She took a look, switched it with the chill out. Now she says she said 3D. I go in the jungle and they got a coat. I bet I come out with a me. I bet I do this shit for the fam, cause this shit bigger than me. We got to start this show off by saying rest in peace to the Rocket. Take off, man. One third of the Migos. Let's get it. One of the greatest um, groups in the history of hip hop, history of music, period, man. And, um, Unfortunately, we are back here again um, just a, shoe f- a short few weeks after Dusto Dub was murdered in Houston. Rest in peace. Just a few short weeks after PNB Rock was murdered in L.A. Rest in peace. And we hear mourning um, an extreme violent act that robbed the culture of yet another talented young person, man. Um, only 28 years old. Only 28 years old. Only 28 years old. You be forgetting that these niggas, they were babies. Yes. Like Quavo's older, but they're children. Yeah, 10 years in the game. These They still, they not even reached a full maturity as uh-huh. as adults yet, man. Not even not even 30 years old yet, man. And, um, you know, like like we do, um, because not, not, not TRPE, not Chad, Matt, and Dan, but like we do every time uh, something tragic happens, the conspiracy theories start. The 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 speculation starts. The crop text messages start. Yo, like before we go, because I know we I know we're gonna go down that that hole, that rabbit hole. I wanna talk about just how like the Migos defined an an entire like era. Absolutely. Of, of music. You know what I mean? And you know, we watched the Atlanta wave that's been the last what 20 years, give or take, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's really been like on and cracking outside of Outkast who showed up in 95, you know, but where we saw Atlanta and, and, and it, and it kind of became redundant almost to a certain extent. You know what I mean? The big rims, the Chevy Chevelles, you know, the, 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 the big ass clothes and the, you know, it just, Atlanta became Atlanta. It became like New York. Yeah, they, Where, they had a they had an assembly line way that they rolled out. Very, X. very assembly line ish, and Migo showed up with the with the shout out Gucci. You know what I mean? Gucci said, "Hey, look, I'm about to go to jail for some more Gucci shit, but I'm gonna pass y'all off to P, and he gonna get y'all right." And we saw 
the the maturation that was YRN. You know what I'm saying? For all my niggas who know young rich niggas. Like, we saw that shit come about. And Migos kind of took the Lil Wayne, you know, mold, if you will. Yeah, took the aesthetic and cleaned it up. And they cleaned it up into, like, European Elvis Presley-ass shit. Yeah, high, they made it high fashion. Right. And I've said it. Y'all have heard me say it tons of times on this, John. Takeoff was the best Migo. Absolutely. I've said that time and time again. I've always felt that. And I like the fact that they were just so different in their personalities, where it's like Quavo was the Beyonce. Very loquacious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quavo was the Beyonce. Offset was like the Kelly Rowland, I guess, of them. And Takeoff was like the, what was the other one? Michelle. But like a super talented Michelle. Right. Where it's yeah. like Michelle low-key. Like if Michelle would have been better than Beyonce. <laughs> right. yeah, that's what, and it's just, I woke up this morning and I see and I'm just like, I don't think I've ever heard Takeoff say more than like four sentences. Absolutely. So unless like, it was in rhyme form. Unless it was, <laughs> let's get it. Hop off the 16, pass into this to G5. Like that shit. I've, ne- I've never heard him just like, did you see Puff and the bull going at it the other day? Yeah, I've, never, <laughs> I've never seen take off in anything like that. And, like, you w- and you wouldn't have. And it just, it hammers home and cements the shit we've been saying for a while. Like, black culture is fried. It's cooked. We, we, we just completely fried. And you saw the frying get, you saw the grease getting. Yeah, you saw the wok getting, 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 getting ready to go. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You saw the grease getting more and more dirty as the day yeah. goes, and it's just like... And I'm sure there's some dickhead somewhere typing up some conspiracy theory, getting ready to hit send or whatever the case may be. I've seen that the industry killed takeoff to distract us from this Kanye stuff. I, I, I've seen everything, and at the heart of everything, it's like at some point... We got to learn how to be more empathetic and more sympathetic to tragic situations and stop trying to have the coolest, thoroughest take or the most outlandish take so that we can get all these quote tweets and get roasted online and drive all this traffic to our otherwise dead pages. The the whole let me be the thoroughest nigga in the room. I'm tired of that. That pops whenever there's any type of anything. It's just like. Y'all frying me even more yeah. than the actual situation at hand. Oh, cause y'all don't understand. Y'all what, don't. Y'all don't be in the streets. Y'all don't really be in the trenches. This shit supposed to. And it's y'all just don't like, shoot dice. Like, like what? What? And it, and and like you said, the conspiracy theories from the other side is like, yo, that man lost his life. Yes. Quavo lost a nephew. Like, forget all the bullshit they was going through. Offset lost a family member. Yep. You know what I'm the saying? The rap game lost an icon. The rap game lost an icon. Kids lost a dad. Mothers lost a son. But like, well, mother lost her son. You know, it just... For nothing. For, for realistically nothing. Yeah, senseless violence. And this is too far... This is too far and too far frequently the tale of the tape, which is like, what happened? Some bullshit. Like, some bullshit. every time we read the tale of the tape, it's some bullshit. Timo Goody from the Goody Mob had made a video, whatever, um, on his, on his page today, and it ended up uh, on YouTube on one of the pages, on Beehive page on YouTube or whatever. And he was like, yo, since we've been coming through this thing in 95, we said it, the good died mostly over bullshit. It's like, it's still the same thing. And he was really emotional about it. He was crying. He was like, yo, I never even met the man, but I'm just tired of seeing that this is the standard of how we operate and how we treat one another. And the whole thought process is that 
when you bring up black on black crime, it's the biggest, ugliest, dirty secret that the black community don't want to deal with. And I was one of them people that was like, I mean, you can't really categorize it that way. It's proximity killing. White people kill white people. Asians kill Asians. Mexicans kill Mexicans and so forth and so on. But what we don't deal with is what happens in between the lines of these numbers. Because when you talk about rate and mortality rate and death rate, yes, those other groups do kill one another. But we by far have the market corner on killing people that look like us. And the difference between our group and those other groups is murder is typically a last resort. And for us, it's the, it's the first. first fucking option. It, 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 it like, yeah, the first, like the go to. What you say, nigga? Yeah, yeah. Man, I kill everybody in here. That's niggas whole everything. And it goes back to that black male rules of engagement that since we had that conversation, the shit keeps coming up over and over and over again. And which is why we took that episode from Patreon and put it on the main feed because it's a conversation that had to be had and it needed to be shared with everybody. And we can't waste good conversation just for the sake of putting it behind a paywall because the shit applies and it's going to be a conversation that we're going to keep having over and over and over again, because Anywhere niggas is at, it's up. Houston, Texas, it's up. Desto Dub just got murdered a few weeks ago. That's a female. Not to mention all the other people in the car that got shot with her. That's a female. PNB Rock just got murdered in Los Angeles. Motherfuckers, it's 14 kids dying in Chicago every day. Go to Brooklyn. Go to the Bronx. Go to fucking Philly. Go to Jacksonville, Florida. Like, go to Atlanta. That shit is fucking flat. Might as well be Flatbush at this point. Detroit, everywhere. Detroit, every fucking where. Everywhere niggas is at, it's up. And it's up at record levels. We resetting negative records every year, every month sometimes. And it's just like, yo, I don't know more than one way to tell people the truth. So at the end of the day, if I sound like a broken record, it's because every time this shit happened, we gonna have the same conversation. Until niggas get it through their fucking heads that this shit is not the way. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The, the way we view each other is, is... I can't imagine it being any lower. Like, you know one thing my grandfather told me? was like there was a time period in black life where you could travel right around you you ever like really get into like the green book not really okay but you know about it i know about it yeah so it was like it had all the locations you could go like they'd be, you know you could get served you can get a hotel room this and the third my grandfather was like yo no bullshit you could dead ass like let's say dan is from i don't know Cameron's, missouri right but he lives up here now. I could go to Cameron's, Missouri, and tell the people there, yeah, I know Big Dan. And they'll say, oh, you kin to Dan? Come on in. Right. I'm not, my grandfather was like, no, that really was like a thing. Right. You could dead ass go down there and be like, yeah, yeah, you know Cecil? They'd be like, yeah, Cecil went moved up north. Yeah, Cecil lived right near me. Cecil told me to come down here and look you up when I come down. Oh, man, if you kin to Cecil, you kin to me. Come on in here, get you something good to eat, brother, get you. That's really the way black people... Like, I'm not joking, yeah, no, there, there was love. There was fellowship. There was community. It was family. Oh, you, you with so-and-so... Nigga, 
Come because on. all we had was us. All we had was dog. Dog. All the fuck we had all was we us. All we had was us. We nope. didn't have no protects. We didn't have no bus. That none of this shit. But no colonists. What none of that no. shit. All the fuck we had was us. And there is a theory. Are you familiar with uh, Thomas Sowell? Mm-hmm. Black economist. He's an older gentleman. He's a conservative. He kind of does what uh, uh, Boyce Watkins does a little bit. I've seen he's, him on a thing with Boyce. He's a real dude. Yeah. And he's literally been in and around, you know, economy and different political campaigns and all of that shit. The same way as Dr. Claude Anderson, but I think he's even older than Dr. Claude, Claude Anderson. Anderson. That's what I was thinking about, not Boyce no, Tom, Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell's on the other side. He's a, he's a conservative. And he has a theory that I just found out about about a week ago. And I want to bring it to y'all and see what y'all think. He has a theory that due to slavery and the abrupt manner in which slavery ended, where you just woke up one day and boom, it was over. There were no programs to assimilate black people into mainstream culture, into American culture. There was none of that. And the majority of us at the time, like 80, 90 percent of us settled in the South. So what ended up happening is we integrated into poor white communities Mm -hmm. and through that, we, black people, took upon the aesthetics and the archetypes of hillbillies and rednecks. So even down to, like, the abonic speech pattern and all of that shit, it's tied to the way, this is his theory, to the way that rednecks and hillies, hillbillies speak. Y'all, y'all going to be, what you mean? I ain't going with, the, like, that whole mm-hmm. way that, that black people talk and consider ebonics, he says that it actually derives from redneck culture and shit like that. And we took on their standard and way of living, whereas professional black people were always very well-to-do, even during slavery, as far as being able to go to church and stuff like that. We would get dressed up and things like that, and we took to this way more casual, downtrodden way of living as a result of the communities, that the poor communities that we assimilated into, which predominantly featured poor white people. And as I thought about that, I'm like, Holy shit. Like this this guy is absolutely right. At the bare minimum, he got a point. Because it's just like, yo, knowing what we know about black people and like the Harlem Renaissance and all of this old stuff, we were refined, well-to-do, family-oriented people. And it's only until we got around these other people that were broken homes, poor, living in trailers or worse conditions and shit like that, that we begin to assimilate to some of their same way of living. And I just in hearing that, even briefly, was just kind of like an eye-opening thing for me. It's like, damn, so this black culture that we all cling on to and love so much ain't even our culture. You ever hear, like, it's funny because, my again, my grandfather used to say this shit. You ever hear black people when, like, you say they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing or something going on that doesn't really make much sense? You ever hear somebody say, oh, well, other people do it? No. And my, you ever hear that? And my grandfather legit would get mad at that shit, and he would be like, what the fuck excuse is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you come from, like... Kings and queens. You ever hear when Nas really get into like them shooting off the nose of the of the of the stat the uh, the uh, the Sphinx the Sphinx and all like you come from kings and queens. Like Pimp C said, don't get mad at the young boys because they want shiny things. You know what I'm saying? Our blood, it's in our genes. A lot of people just don't know that. Like 
You come from somewhere that's better. You come from, you're not a Viking from the Icelandic fucking mountains. Like, you come from greatness, but we assimilated. We just kind of like took on and then just, you know, it was there. If you watch Black as Fuck, remember they had the thing where it talked about how when slavery ended, there was really nowhere to go. It was just like, oh, you free, but it's like, are you really? Free to go where? So a lot of the shit that still went on was still like, you, you, okay, you, I don't own you, but you're working on the same field for pennies on the dollar. A lot of people turn to crime, you get locked up. Boom, 13th Amendment, you back in slavery, essentially. Yep. It, it just, and all of it to me is just like the way we view each other. Pop Smoke was killed by black people. Nipsey Hussle was killed by a black guy. Pop Smoke was killed by black children. You know. 15, 16 years old. Like, these are black people who are doing these things to black people. And even like, if y'all listen to the Patreon, if you're not on ready, get on the Patreon. We had a couple smash episodes this past. We're going to upload a preview for one of them later this week. Cause I got so much feedback from that. I didn't yeah. even think it was like that big, but yeah, it was crazy. But we talked about it on there and it's like, yo, at the end of the day, there's a real issue with the way we view each other because there's hatred in the eye, in the, in the, uh, in the lens. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just is like, you know, how you buy a lens and it's like, it's the red lens. And yeah. It's hatred in the lens where no matter what, we just see it in a fucked up way, in a fucked up view. And you look at these situations where all these people get killed, all these bad things that happen. It's black people doing it to each other. What if we just decided, yo, no, we're not doing this. Right. Like we spoke on that issue this past week and we not getting into it here, but like the shit that was said in closed doors about us with the podcast and shit. And it's just like, you know, you didn't have to say that you could have realistically just been like, Oh yeah, no, I, I don't know them dudes, but they doing a thing. That would be better than the dumb shit yeah. because that dumb shit can spawn some more dumb shit, which could spawn some more dumb shit. Then we got another situation where black people are hurt. And it's just like, at what point do we just rise above it and just try to be like, you know what? You kidding the Cecil? Come on in here and you get you a plate. Me. Yep. You kidding me. That's all we've really got to do. But we it's 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 practically impossible. Yeah. I'm going as far as saying it's impossible. It is impossible. It it, it I, at this point I have no faith in it. It's almost like it's coded in our DNA at this point. It's in there. And in order for and then if it's not, you are raised in environments that are so negative and the hatred is so prevalent, you assimilate to your environment. That's just the nature of human beings. And we have this thing where when you try, like negativity is ingrained in our communities, in our outlook. And when you try to do something different, oh, nigga, fuck you think you better than us? Fuck you think you smart, nigga? Like, they'll throw you a welcome home party for coming home from jail for smoking a nigga before they throw you a graduation party for going to college. Mm. That's the community. Like, that's, that's, that's niggernomics 101 right there. And it's just like, yo, we have cornered the market on trauma, on negativity, on violence, so much so that the white person ain't got to do nothing to you no more. Ain't no slave catchers running around whipping niggas and all that shit. They don't got to do it. You see the KKK boy in the video? He's like, shit. That drum, he just dropped the truck off. Yeah, dog. Hey, yo. The truck off with some motherfucking I, I'm, 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 I'm trying my hardest yeah. not to laugh. And unlimited ammunition. But I'm just like, he was right. like, he was like, shit, we don't got to do anything no more. He's like, shit, if it's up to me, every weekend I get an 18 wheeler, fill it up with cigarette, booze, and guns, just drop it off in middle Chicago, pull off, let them have at it. Like, <laughs> dog. Like, let them have it. And there are people from Chicago. I don't know. I don't want to spread information, but I don't know how valid or unvalid this is. But it's America, so I can believe it. 
that they found containers of military-grade weaponry in various neighborhoods in Chicago in order to promote the genocide, in order to assist. Oh, y'all niggas killing each other? Oh, man. Drop, drop, drop 30 containers of, uh, of M16s off in the hood and uh, unlimited ammunition and see what these niggas get each other. Mm-hmm. And it's working to, if it's happened, it's working to perfection. Niggas have cornered the market. White people kicked it off. Our, our Viking, with their Viking ancestry and all of that shit and all the crazy shit Christopher Columbus did, which he was actually tried in world court for that shit and all that. They they had they started it and we have cornered the market on extreme violence. I don't even know how we got all these guns. A nigga get a gun fast and he get an education. Yeah. Think about all the go. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Like, niggas have become so creative. We 3D printing handguns. It ain't a third party. Niggas is doing it. They busting niggas with the 3D printer in the crib. Mm-hmm. He ain't printed no motherfucking, uh, no bare bricks. He ain't printed no motherfucking, uh, not a toy. <laughs> not no, a toy. no Supreme. No nothing. Supreme, no yeah. nothing. He ain't made no exclusive Cal Ripken collectible, uh, one of 13. He ain't did none of that shit. Unlimited glizzies. Yeah, it's sickening. Man. It's disheartening. It's disheartening. I got a, a text from from a good friend, and uh, I ain't gonna say his name or whatever, but he was like, "I'm on strike from the culture. I might just resign. Like, I'm over it. The death, the dying, the living beyond our means, the debt, the conspiracy theories, the broke ass people. I quit. I, I'm gonna miss the hoes, but I quit. You know what I'm saying? I'm ballot, and it's just like." Yo, it really have you like that where it's just like, God damn, dog. Like, this doesn't bother nobody. Like, when you got hundreds of deaths and hundreds of deaths in every major market where black people are at. Like, we're talking about, like, you remember D.C. at one point was doing, like, six, seven hundred a year. Yeah, it ain't but a couple hundred thousand of y'all. New, New York was doing five, six on the regular. They went up to, like, eight couple of them years. Yeah, a couple of them Supreme Team years. New York was at nine. New New Orleans went fucking batshit crazy in the early fucking 2000s. Baton Rouge, Jonesboro, Louisiana. The whole Louisiana on the whole, because Louisiana is black as fuck. You ever watched uh, First 48? Them detectives ain't been to sleep in Tulsa in about seven, eight years. Like, it's just unreal. And that was our black Mecca. Dog. Think about that. Think Dog. about the juxtaposition from Tulsa being our black Mecca, Dog. where we had our own economy, our own of farms, our own everything. Anything black you could think of, it was there. Oh, you need a suit? Go down, go see uh go see Nathaniel. You yeah. need you need uh uh some locks on your house, go see this person. Like your horseshoes, go down and see Paul down there. Like, like we've so we gone from that to niggas have cornered the market on violence in a in a city that has so much ramifications for what happened to black people, so much so that Forbes a non-black entity is flying black people mm-hmm. to Tulsa for free to see the exhibits and this and this. So you and can this, get, so can get the historical understanding of what the fuck happened to your people. And niggas is still like, oh, yeah, no, fuck that. Rather be caught with it than without it. I'm, I'm smoking shit. 
And I just look at, like, you just said juxtaposition, like, looking at these different cultures and the way they handle it, like, hate to bring back up Kanye, but it's like, yo, he said what he said, that the whole full weight of everything they got, they, at this point, they just trying shit. Yeah. We just going, we just uh, trying. Y'all, y'all believe this? <laughs> y'all believe this? <laughs> y'all believe this? Let's throw this out there. See we throwing you, this out there. They called the man a Nazi. Dog. That shit ran for about four hours. They was like, all right, that ain't work. All right, shit. I've been alive <laughs> for every Forbes hip hop cash kings thing that Bruh. has ever happened. I've been alive for everyone. I remember when 50 Cent was on there. I remember when Birdman was on there all the time. You never notice these people don't even get mentioned now. This is how you know it's just complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. What's on the list? I don't know. We made it up. Uh, who, who hot uh, this What's year? the index? Who hot? Who we like? Who <laughs> <laughs> Shit crazy. Who ain't said no juice shit? Yeah. That shit happens every year, the end of February, beginning of March. If you think I'm bullshitting, go look it it's up. It's a ritual. You know why? Because the fiscal year has to end. <laughs> <laughs> That's just reality. Somehow this week, we got an update to the Forbes billionaire list, and Kanye ain't on it no more. They replaced him with Puffy. I mean, how the fuck you... Is this a power ranking? How the fuck you replacing with him? <laughs> on like, a whim. And it wasn't even Forbes. It was Rolling Stone. No, no. They said Forbes told them. <laughs> So it's like, no. Oh, yeah, we ain't put our list out yeah, yet. But, but we, uh, we told them what's up. But so. fuck Kanye, so run yeah. this. I got $4 million in the bank, but since I lost all this, I don't have, I'm not, I don't have a billion dollars no more. And that speech, and again, I hate to, we said we didn't want to talk about Kanye. I hate to say it. The nigga was wrong on certain shit, but when he was he talking was about this on. media shit, he was spot on, yo. Yeah. Because how the fuck do we update a nigga net worth in real time? That ain't t- that like how did how does that happen? I don't know. And it ain't tied directly to the stock or whatever. You know what somebody like, pointed out on Facebook that I thought was very very interesting, and it, it, it's it's crazy because I went and looked at the shit and I'm just like, damn, Adidas net worth hasn't moved, even though the stock went down twenty percent. And they're day. gonna lose a projected two hundred and sixty million a year. Yeah, they net worth didn't move, but this one nigga. And I'm did. like, <laughs> <laughs> the person that gave them their net worth. They, their market cap and their net worth ain't changed. But this nigga right here, oh, yeah, and we need everybody to know. Yeah. You niggas don't read Forbes like that. Y'all, y'all read Rolling Stone. We yeah. tried to run it in double XL. Yeah, y'all wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> they wasn't fucking with it. All st- all and the list was so nasty and so disjointed. They got Dre down for 400. I said, so what y'all telling me is Dr. Dre lost five to 600 million in net worth just existing and he get paid eight figures every year just from Apple? Don't he got like not a, to mention the back catalog and all that shit because he owns his. Does masters. he have a boarded out a seated apple? He has a seat. I thought so. Him yeah. and Jimmy, that was part of the deal. Yeah. Nonsense. The whole the <laughs> like whole King Joffy Joe nonsense. The, he, like, the whole fucking Apple Music platform is built off of the Beats Music platform. They created a streaming service and sold that with the hard fuck the hardware. That we'll oh we'll take the headphones, nigga. But we really want this fucking technology, nigga. Yeah. Jimmy and Dre created a fucking music streaming platform that now is the number one music streaming platform in the United States of America. Y'all think Dre lost six hundred million in net worth over the last six years? No, no. But I this up, is anything. I brought up the Kanye shit just to simply say, like, look at the way that community has galvanized against them, him, just for speaking. Yes, just for speaking. And I like, I, I'd be hard pressed to see our community take these stands against. Someone saying anything, let alone extreme violence that we keep doing to us. 
You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Because if this was a, a, a situation where he got killed by white people, oh my God. Or, or a cop. All out. Be protests everywhere. This is Wakanda, homie. It'd have been a whole bunch of that shit. Like, and no one wants to do it when it's us. And it's like, that shit goes back to my original point. It's like, the way we view each other is not the right way. We do not see each other in the right way. It, 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 there's no way you could possibly think that. It's very filthy. It's very, 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 wow. very filthy. Very they, filthy, very vile. Like I told you, they doing shit with kind they they took his playlist down off Apple. None of his playlists are on there. Right. None of the essentials, none of the deep cuts. None, they took his behind the boards away. Yeah, that's the shadow band shit. They Texas AM announced they no longer coming out to power. I'm like, I know Kanye was like, oh, y'all was coming out to that <laughs> show. I had no idea. I had no clue. These other groups, they move the way they supposed to move over practically nothing. Mm. But in our community, we can watch a black man kill another black man over absolutely nothing and be like, and he a real nigga. Yep. This shit needs to end, man. Kanye, not Kanye, Kyrie put up a damn post of a book. And the whole courtside of Brooklyn's game last night was people with fight anti-Semitism shirts the, on. Uh, the, uh, what you call them little Yarmulkes. Things? Yarmulkes. Like the whole courtside. And people are like, damn, y'all paid three racks just to get ignored. That's crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie was hooping. That paid him no Getting mind. busy. Getting busy. <laughs> Smoking too. <laughs> and he didn't have to talk to the media after the game. No. Nash did and lost his fucking job the same night. We say it all the time, man. Bring back the bring back the first amendment. <laughs> it's gone. It's abolished. But this takeoff shit, it really, really bothered me because it's like, like you said, and we're gonna go into that, Joan, the conspiracy theory, where it's like. Y'all, and not y'all that listen to the show, because people listen to the show are pretty sensible. Very sharp. Very, very sharp people. We, that's why we keep doing this shit, because we appreciate y'all on the feedback and everything like that. And y'all be on point like we do. But go outside of this immediate community. Niggas are mentally fried. And... I never seen nothing like it, man. <laughs> people were putting together what happened... Or everybody knows somebody who was there. Mm -hmm. No, because my man was right there. My sister's baby father was... You seen was, that shit? Dog! Yo, I can't believe I was standing right next to him. Like, this shit went from... It was at a private location... To both. To, to everybody was there. Yeah, yeah. CC Nim, Big Cecil, Lil... They was all in that they joint. They was all in that joint. First, they said it was a pool hall. Then it was like it was a bowling alley. Then it was a private party. Then It's just like, then it was a mall. Then it was a strip plaza. I'm just like, yo, take a second. Yeah. Take a second. Y'all be doing all of this shit in, in 45 minutes, and I'm telling you, I know somebody who works in a forensics lab. This shit takes weeks. It take time. Crime scene investigators, forensic analysis, this shit takes weeks. DNA months. Dog, dog. It take weeks and months to get this shit together. Y'all be trying to piece it together just to, so you can have something to say. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The conspiracy theories, they're, I, they might be doing more harm than anything. Yeah, they're not helping. They're not helping at all. At all. The conspiracy theories are tacky because what it does is it serves to not deal with the fucking issue, mm -hmm. which is black people hate each other and two black people kill each other. Bruh. And anything aside from saying niggas stop killing each other, you are hurting the overall 
situation at hand because we're not making no advancement. We are on a, culturally, we are on a treadmill. We're not going nowhere. I wouldn't even say a treadmill. At least on a treadmill, you're doing some cardio, burning some calories. It's like we're... We're essentially still chained to the tree. Like, you ever see a dog that's just chained to the fucking tree or chained to the doghouse? It's like that shit where it's like, yeah, you barking and you loud and shit like that, but it's like you can't get loose. You ever see a dog, you like, eh, in front of the dog? <laughs> like, that's really no, what's... No, it's worse than that. The one with the horse with the rope in front of the pole but not tied to it, and he won't try to get away. <laughs> that's where we at. Yeah, yeah, real shit. Is that, we can just walk away. Right. But, no, nah, I'm chained to this tree. Yeah. Yeah, how about it? We could just walk away. Like, we could just decide today, you know what? I'm not hurting another black person ever. But that's that's out of the... That's, it's too much like right. That's, that's out of the rule book. Like, it's, it's too much it's, like it's right. It's out of the handbook. It's like, what do you mean, like, de-escalation? What do you mean, like, conflict resolution? Like, that nigga tried to play me. And it's like, at the end of the day, who are you? Who are you niggas that you think it's appropriate in every situation to kill somebody? Like, it's never like, oh, yeah, them niggas got into it. But that was, and that was the one thing I enjoyed about the Diddy and 2-Bit interaction was it, it, it reached a fever pitch and then Puff, understanding I'm Puff, I'm a billionaire, you get smoked, they gonna blame me. You don't know who this is, nigga? Oh, shit, the... And, it's just like, and that's really what it was. He didn't know it was Puff. He didn't know. He just thought it was a nigga playing the fuck around outside. Yeah. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? But then when Puff started barking, and I guess he's like, yo, what the fuck? And then it's like, he realized like, oh, it's Puff. Right. And then they hugged it out. Like, dog, like, I love you. Like, what the fuck? And he's just like, yeah, nah, I'm not like, think about it. If it, I walk in here, a nigga jump out with a Joker suit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And he's just, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, he just didn't realize. And it's like, yeah, they ended it on some like, no, like, you my folks. Like, what the fuck? Did it like Harlem, nigga? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, and it was all love. It was all cool. But nine times out of ten, that situation Somebody goes, dies. So goes or at least super gets, duper Or at least gets shot. Once all the stars screaming and hollering and cursing and this and the third, like, yeah. yeah. It's very nasty. And I saw people today kind of go down the, the rabbit hole of, why was he there? What was they doing? What? Why he ain't, why they not, why you don't, and... I get it. That's human instinct to do that. Because I can do that. I get it. You can always play Monday morning quarterback. Right. The problem is y'all play Monday morning quarterback and still can't throw. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Still throwing ducks. Yeah. <laughs> you know the play. You know where the defender going to be and you still missing the receiver by five yards. Throwing pick sixes like yeah, a motherfucker. overthrowing the motherfucker. <laughs> you know where he going to be at. Like Brett Farr is throwing it. It's winging. Dog. Somebody Dog. might catch it. Dog. And I, 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 I sit there and I'm thinking to myself, like, today I kind of went down that, that zone. Like, yeah, yeah what the, what, what, like, how much did they lose in the dice game? What the fuck? Who was they even playing dice with? What, was it actually a dice game? Did, right. w- did this, uh, was it over a bitch? Was it over this? Was it this and the third? And what I ended with was whatever the fuck it was. Let's say it was a dice game. How about you just lose your racks or you win your racks and you just shake hand like, good playing with you. I'll see you again. Too much like right. It's, it's quite simple because here's the thing. And it, it speaks to the hatred that we have for one another because if you lose 7, 10, 70, 150,000 in a casino, you ain't going to hurt no motherfucking body because your ass is going directly to jail. It's only when faced with the presence of another black face that you're like, man, I, nigga, I'll kill your motherfucking ass. But it's like, here's <laughs> the thing. 
out of all these instances that keep happening and unfolding in the media, none of these niggas are getting away with this shit. The niggas who kills Pop Smoke are locked up. The niggas that kill Rock was locked up in record time, in a week. Like He and B-Rock got killed. They locked up the whole family. The whole family, mom, Everybody. dad, and the son. Like, you don't get to get away with this with this stupid-ass shit no more. Like <laughs> So understanding that, it's like, why throw your life away over some words, over an argument, over essentially nothing? Because it's like, when you extrapolate... The amount of money that that Quay allegedly lost, whatever it was, it's not a substantial amount of money, because because loss is about perspective and where you start from. If you got let's say twenty five forty million and you lose, even if you lose seven hundred thousand, it don't feel good to lose nothing. But at the same token, you ain't gonna tear shit up about it because you still got thirty nine million three hundred thousand left. So it's like why we can't exercise that same level of control. When it when it when it relates to dealing with one another, and it just speaks to the hatred that we have for each other, and just how our rules of how we conduct ourselves in society are different from how we listen, conduct ourselves with a black face. On I done had nights in the casino where I won a bunch of money. I done had nights in the casino where I lost every dollar I came in that joint with. When you lose every dollar you came there with, you go to your car, you punch the steering wheel, and then you take your ass. Take home. your ass home. Unless you like me, I had to. Get Chad to cash every twenty dollars out of the parking lot. Wasn't no valet doing the pandemic. Yo, greatest joint ever. And I'm gonna tell. I can tell this shit. I, shout out, Ryan. I love that little nigga because we we in a better state now. Better state now. Years ago, we went to motherfucking AC. Niggas got cooked. Niggas got fried. I mean, we got destroyed. Tell that joke. Shout out to Shiz. You know Shiz. You know what I'm saying? Fucking GS Shiz. He told me years ago, it's like, yo, when you go down the water, always put twenty dollars in the ashtray. You got to get home. You know what I'm saying? You got to get home. Put twenty in the ashtray before you go in there. I I slipped a dub in the ashtray. You know what I'm saying? I don't. And I I I get it because I was kind of like, no, that's like planning to lose everything. I don't even want to put my mind in that that space. Till I went down there and got cracked, then it was like, no, nah, I got to keep a dub in that ashtray. <laughs> that shit real. That shit real. Man, we... Sleeping on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you pushing people in the big-ass <laughs> two-seater. <laughs> no, where's the ground shopping near the uh, slot machine? Yeah. You be ground shopping. You see how the quarter on Oh, shit, quarter right there. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga. So... I put the dub in the ashtray, whatever. We go in the casino. We was playing. This how you know he's down bad. We were shooting dice in the casino. We got fucking smoked. We leave the casino. Me, Rod, Dot, and I can't remember who the fuck else. We all got fried. It's five in the morning. We coming the fuck home. We we coming through. You know how you in the car. You riding. I'm in the passenger street. Rod driving. Dot was Ross. Dot and Ross in the back. We fucking rolling. I'm asleep. You know, you knocked the fuck out. And you know, you in the car sleep. You, you, you know, with the motion. Yeah. I feel that the motion ain't going no more. Like, we done stopped. So I'm just like, I come to his bright-ass lights and shit. So I'm like, the fuck? And I, we at the toll booth. And I look over. Rob was getting a clipboard from the lady at the toll booth. So I'm like, I know this nigga ain't filling out no job application. Like, we done hit rock bottom. Like, what the fuck? So I was like, yo, what are you doing? He turned to me and looked at me and was like, I don't have any money, so they going to bill me for this. <laughs> I was like... Come on, man. I got 20 in Ashley. He's like, oh, I ain't even know if I can add a dub. <laughs> I seen the shit in there. You know you down there. Like, I don't want to touch you. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I ain't trying to go further in the hole. I ain't trying to go further in the hole. Like the last dub. I ain't trying to go further in the hole. 
I'm like, no, man, that's to get us the fuck home and shit. But like, yo, that's so it's like, yeah, you could lose it all in the casino and just take your ass in the house. Yeah. Walk a shame. Dog, just walk it off. Mike Epps said it, I think it was his first set of that. He's like, yo, the nigga lose a bankroll, nigga rub his stomach like, man, I'm about to go lay the fuck down with y'all niggas. <laughs> that shit real. That shit real. That shit real. I'm about to go take a nap, nigga. I'll figure this shit out when you I get back up. You had the flu. <laughs> you like, all right, Terry owe me 250 Josh owe me 75 I think Josh and him got paid. Yo, Josh. <laughs> What's today? What today is? Yo, real talk. And it's just like, yo, we got to get back to having that like, that love for each other. Yeah. Because we're going to keep slipping further and 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 further, further, further. The sad reality is with this Kanye shit, they can do that to Kanye. We can't do that to anybody. Can't. Y'all love posting people when they do some crazy white shit, posting a job and be like, yo, y'all gonna handle it. And it's just like, yeah, that job gonna fire him. But you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna be at fucking. JLE Enterprises next week <laughs> right. working and they don't have a fucking clue about that because they're not even subscribing to the nonsense that we got going on and the shit we be like looking at and yep. seeing. Jay Z legit didn't know what Snapchat was, so I you know it doesn't shock me when these type of things are going on. And it's moments like this, and I was talking to my girl about this. It's moments like this that just like solidify different levels of stardom because you know who ain't getting shot and. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No motherfucking dice game and, and at a bowling alley, pool hall, quasi event space. Jay-Z. Ed Sheeran. Bruno Drake. Mars. <laughs> Drake. Beyonce. Like, it's just certain shit that's not happening because people just understand. They just innately understand how to move and how to be on timing. And when shit start going left, they get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Or if shit start get going left and they in the building, you got to get the fuck out. Yeah. It's, it's that sort of shit. So my, my question, the only question that I had was, where the fuck was security? Like, where was the presence of security? And I off the rip knew it wasn't no security. You know why? Because I was just in the club with fucking uh, Quavo a couple weeks ago, and it wasn't no had security. No, had no security. 34 niggas. So I know it was wasn't. when they was moving the tables and shit. Yeah, yeah, I know it wasn't no security. So it's like you already have a precedent set of, how that you just moving reckless, you know what I'm saying? And to to your point, you made a few weeks ago. We was talking about uh, the story about the guys that came to the club to rob Jeezy. I saw the video. It was Brick Baby. Okay. I saw the video, and Brick Baby said, "Yo, we came to a BET party. Me, Big U, like eighty of the homies from the '60s. They from the same hood as Nipsey." He said, so we get in the party, we going wherever we going, niggas jumping over the over the bar, stealing bottles, all kind of shit. He said, and we look and we see Jeezy. And at this point, me and my man already had it in our head that we was going to rob Jeezy. This fucking snowman chain is looking at us. We are going to rob Jeezy and take this snowman chain. And he said, as we got closer, we noticed it's a lot of niggas. Like, God damn, all these blue and black bandanas and shit. I don't know what that's about. He said, and we got right up close to him. We saw security 
with many AKs out in said, the club. Said they had AKs like out in, in the club, yeah. and he's like, "Who the fuck are these niggas?" And he said, "Our thoughts immediately went from we gonna rob Jeezy to yo, what's up, Snow? Can we get a picture?" Yo, that's a nice change. <laughs> that's a nice change you got right there. <laughs> because, like I said on the Rock episode, if you can't make niggas think twice about whatever bullshit they on, they gonna go with they move. So if I'm Takeoff and Quay, I'm supposed to have some form of armed security present. You know them white niggas with the earpieces that don't nobody fuck with them transporter niggas? You supposed to be moving around with them, especially in a black-ass city like Houston, especially in a black-ass city like Atlanta, where niggery is very, very prevalent and shit could go left in a hurry and niggas think that they the mob and all this other crazy shit and all of that stuff that goes on in some of these places and spaces. Like, you have to let niggas know that if you try it, you're going to die. Because if niggas don't feel like it's a chance that I can die, they're going to go with they move. Because here's the thing. Everybody got guns. But here's the other thing. Niggas is cool with shooting people. They ain't cool with getting shot. Because bullets burn like a motherfucker. Especially them fucking AK and them Draco bullets and them mini machine guns and all of that shit. That shit don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And a nigga is not going to risk whatever little bullshit they trying to get off, whatever little fucking bravado or shit they trying to, uh, uh, pronounce to the audience, all that shit close goes goes away when a nigga stepped you with an M16. That shit goes I'm, I'm out the window. When I party in the city, shout out to Uncut Security, I take a guard with me. I can't take my shit inside. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if I gotta leave my shit in the car, I gotta bring somebody with me that has this shit on them at all times. Because yeah. you never know what you're gonna walk into when you go outside. Exactly. You gotta park down the street, you gotta do that. You... It, got a couple million worth of jewelry on, ain't no, ain't no telling what you got in your pocket. <clears throat> you might have lost what you had in your man purse, but you, shit, you still got money in your pocket. Right. You gotta have somebody walking to the car, man. It's just a sad situation, man. And just, it's like, it, it, it's, the saddest part of it is the fact that it doesn't stop. No. It just continues. Yeah. Give homeboy security another job. Give him some money to do something else. Get you some real motherfucking security. Now, or, if you want to hire homeboy security, cool. But that can't be the only security presence. He got to be a homeboy security got to be the last resort. And like you said, or get a nigga another job. Because if you hire the right security, you ain't got to deal with none of that shit. That motherfucker, that that ex-Navy SEAL world takeover nigga that Rob was using for security, Mm -hmm. you hire him, you ain't going to have no problems nowhere. Because he going to bust a nigga ass, call the police, hey, I just smoked this stupid nigga. Uh yeah, he's neutralized. <laughs> like no, Puff used to have a little nigga about five foot. I seen a motherfucker reach. Nigga put him in a chicken wing with one hand, ratchet the other hand. What you would do? What you would do, sir? Yeah. Yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, get him out of here. I seen Jay Z back in the day. I seen Jay Z walking on South Street on a random Sunday night. It was he was by himself. He was just walking. Mm-hmm. Or you thought he was by himself. And I looked four feet behind him. It was an eight-foot Samoan nigga. That was the nigga that that pushed Rob back in the day. It's a picture of the Rob (laughs) guy when they was in school. We always fuck with Rob. Like, no, he didn't push me. I'm like, yes, the fuck he did. Because you can see from the picture, just like, whoosh, like moving Rob away. Funny as shit. And it's just like, that nigga going to slap you across the street. Take your weapon the whole nine. By the time you wake up in ICU or cuffed to a hospital bed, you gonna be like, damn, that was dumb. I tried to rob Jay-Z. Like, just certain shit is just, you have to prevent the problem because niggas want all the problems. 
So you got to prevent it. And if you know niggas not going to be on time and you got to be on time because you got to protect the asset, which is you. When you are a brand, when you are an international superstar, the whole thing is you could go wherever you want. You got to make it the fuck back home. Because if you don't, that's a failed mission. I don't care how much money you picking up. If you don't make it the fuck back home, it don't matter. Right. It wasn't worth it. And unfortunately, Tate had to lose his life over some shit that didn't even have nothing to do with him. So... Uh, has anything been confirmed? There's nothing confirmed. Okay, so we don't still... People don't. T- showing pictures and all this from inside the party, and it wasn't a dice game, but they were shooting dice, and I'm just like, you just contradicted yourself in two yeah. sentences. Like, So I don't know what to believe, and I'm not trying to sit up here and spread misinformation. The biggest thing is this shit got to stop. Yeah. That's the important part. Yeah. yeah. And eventually the real story will come out, because whoever did this is going to jail. Whoever, whoever on the Migos side was allegedly shooting, you're going to jail. It ain't no question about it. I saw a friendly fire, John, and I'm just like, all right, what's happening? These are, these are, here's the thing. What's going Let's on? Let's take the friendly fire thing and throw it out the window. These niggas are not trained military no. tacticians. No. Friendly fire is me and you both in the military, we doing an exercise, you get hit with a live round by accident. Right. That's friendly fire. Mm-hmm. It ain't friendly fire if homeboy security pull a gat out and niggas start cutting. cutting. That ain't friendly fire. Because now I'm hearing another story where the nigga pulled his gun out, the other nigga from the other side pulled his gun out and immediately started shooting, and that's how Tate got hit. And then his man shot, and he got hit after. So now they they done reversed the, the friendly fire story to say, well, he got hit by the other nigga, but then his man killed him. Like... I don't know what to believe, but I do know we've seen this before. Tax Stone and Troy Ave. And you know what happened? Everybody went to jail. Everybody got weapons charges. Troy Ave caught a murder charge behind that shit. Like, because it's ballistics, it's grip analysis, it's all of this shit. And when you reach certain thresholds, the shit becomes federal. When you talk about firearms and the fact that y'all not from Texas and y'all here and this and this, so there may or may not be the presence of an illegal firearm and all of that, it automatically gets escalated to a federal case. So we're going to get to the bottom of this shit in short order. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's, it's just unnecessary, though. He didn't have to die. Niggas didn't have to pull out guns. Oh, that's my biggest joke. None of this shit has to happen ever. Ever. It's annoying. But- but yeah, it's annoying. It's just too much like right. And I I, I saw that, like I said, the, the, the conspiracy shit today where it's just like, how do y'all be coming up with this shit y'all be thinking about, man? Like, three minutes after the announcement. Like, you already dog, got it on the top. You already, dog, dog. You already had it. You removed one name. I thought such a thing go out like this. Let me put his name there. What you mentioned earlier, the, the, the text messages with the numbers blurred out and the name, it's just like, Come on, man. Yeah, so it's like, so these niggas did it, but I ain't going to say who. I ain't going to drop no names. You already pointed the finger in the direction. I of- seen the joint earlier. The chick posted it. She was like, I'm not doing this for clout. It was a picture of Takeoff standing and a picture of her as a, as a selfie in the mirror showing yeah. the titty rings. And I'm just like, <laughs> what's so, happening? Somebody yo? said, ma'am, you ain't been on here in a year. Like, what, what do you what? mean you ain't doing this for clout? No, so here goes, here's take, she's doing diagrams and shit. Here's takeoff, and then here's me, and then you can see that this me, because look at the selfie, and it's just like, ma'am, shut the fuck up. Yo, do us a favor and shut the fuck up. Let let the family grieve. Clap that up, man. 
I think we miss that a lot when it comes to these situations. Look at PNB Rock situation. You notice how all that shit for the girl went completely out the window? Yep. After the first week where niggas, like, they burnt themselves out. Like, it's like a nigga going hard in the gym where you fried and can't move the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like that shit. To where you, then you realize the story come out and you just like, oh, damn. They robbed a the girlfriend too, huh? Shit. All right. So while she ain't say nothing. We would have we been stopped blaming her. It's like, how about sit back and shut the fuck how, up? How about just shut the shut fuck up. up? That's never in the, like, when you know how you order something, you got a drop-down menu. Yeah. Shutting the fuck up is never no, in a nigga drop-down menu. It's not on the add-ons. It's not on the add-ons. <laughs> specialties. You can't put in special instructions. No, no, shut the fuck up. It's, ne- <laughs> it's never on the menu. <laughs> Shutting the fuck up is never in the fucking drop-down, dog. You absolutely right. It need to be where it need to be, where it need to be. It's it's just sickening, man. And I, I I'm like, I, I saw reports that Quavo was shot. I saw I saw he was. Yeah, that was shot. the that was the Hollywood unlock John. They jumped out the window. That ain't true. Yeah, I, it just y'all y'all gotta take a second. Everybody wants to be first. Nobody wants to be accurate or right because it's all about driving traffic. And what drives traffic to these blogs and these websites more than anything? Negativity and trauma. Black trauma is gonna get niggas, get niggas, uh, get the conspiracy theory machine turning. It's gonna get niggas commenting. It's gonna get niggas talking about the moon and the stars and the wind and how uh, Fabio Foreign talking about no, nah, uh, rest in peace, take off, uh, uh, Quavo or Aries. I know he going through it. It's like, shut the fuck what? up, <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, because if he was a Capricorn, the shit would be nothing. I mean, he'd be, he'd be going through a whole different... <laughs> I'd have a different synopsis if he was a Sagittarius. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, fam, shut the fuck up, yo. Yo, fam, shut the fuck up, yo. I see why, I see why Mace finesse your stupid ass. I'm Quavo or Aries, I know he going through it. I know he going through it. Shut up. Like, your nephew that you changed the whole fucking scene of rap with. Yeah, no, it's just because you were Aries. I hate people, man. We're fried. Yeah, we cook, man. Country fried. Country fried. And here's the thing. With that gravy on top. (laughs) And it's... uh, We country fried with that gravy on the top. It's November 1st. This ain't going to be the last one. No. Um, It's not going to be the last situation where niggas show their collective asses and just get it wrong like they always do. And it's just going to continue to be a cycle because, like we said, man, the hate is in the DNA. The hate is programmed into us that it's like, ain't no nigga going to play with me, man. I, man, sh- man, I shoot the whole party up. Mm-hmm. I tear this motherfucker man, up. Everybody man. having a good time, looking cool, got their little costumes on. I shoot this whole shit up. Yosemite Sam, nigga. That's niggas. And then, like we, like I said on the rock situation, What's going to happen? Niggas going to get jammed up, charged, this, this, and this. They're going to start looking for somebody to tell on. Because that's what niggas do. Niggas do shit that nobody asked them to do that's unnecessary. Then they be like, shit, well, man, that nigga little Steve killed Big John four years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it turns into that shit because niggas trying to spare themselves. Like, this is stupid. This is, like, unnecessary. Can we please stop this? Please. Yeah, I, I, it just sucks to like come from these 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 beginnings where a lot of these, you know, black people. We let's be frank. I was born in '84. 
prior to, to, to 84, it wasn't that many. It was like OJ and like Red Fox and Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, like it wasn't much black greatness or success really just running around as far as like being wealthy and having them like being in the top 1% of earners and shit like that. For us to get to these to these levels and you know, again, we we we, we got to go back to the yay shit. When you look at the rap game, the rap game has made I'm going to go as far as saying probably made more black millionaires than anything other than the NFL and the NBA. I'm going further. I'm saying even with that, think about it. It'd be 400 people in the NBA at one time. Like as far as what the thing about it, if one rapper goes on tour, you got producers, A&Rs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, managers, road it, managers. It's, it's look, think about look like when you look at somebody like Drake, his trickle down to who becomes rich behind that shit is unreal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Meek is filthy rich. And every look at the, everybody. Like, it's just it's just what it is. So I got to assume that, you know, this music has made a lot of people rich. And like Ye said, the real profiteers from all of this negative, violent, distasteful ass murder music. It's not the people you think. No, it's not. It's just not. So it's like that for me is a big thing where I look at it where it's like, this type of shit has to continue. We had like dog, I saw what's the the new rapper uh uh Nardo, Nardo Wick? Wick, yeah. Dog. That nigga had so much jewelry on the other day in his picture. I couldn't believe that shit. I was yeah. like, yo, how's his little frame holding this <laughs> right, shit? Up? 128 pounds. <laughs> he had on like five big ass braces. He got this huge ch- the chain, it looked like it got like a 30, it's a peace sign. So <laughs> that shit is huge. And I'm like, we, like Wearing that into a into wherever, it just puts other black people in such a what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And you know, this is a little, I guess a little deeper, but it's like when you look at the great blacks from back in the day, look at Martin Luther King, look at Malcolm X, look at Medgar Evers, look at, you know, Fred Hampton. These people lived amongst they people. They lived and moved around amongst they people. When they burned down Malcolm X's house, his house was on a, a house of a, 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 a block with other homes. Malcolm X, I mean, uh, Martin Luther King, he got killed in the motel, 314. Like, he was in a motel that that was one of the ones where black people could go and shit like mm-hmm. that. Like, And now it's gotten to the point where, like we said it uh, on, on Patreon the other day, the bag trumps everything. Yep. So we have such a, 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 what you call it? Like where there's a, a, a separation. Like a chasm. Such a chasm in the rich and the poor thing to where it's like, Black people almost want to get that money and at, get all of that shit just to be back around, motherfuckers, mm-hmm. to like throw. Like, you remember Oskino was like, when I get that six, I'm a, every bitch to front it on me, I'm a piss on. And it'd be like, that's not the right attitude. Like, that's the problem. It's like, we go and get things just to turn around and be like, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of gotten like that with social media where the bitches are out to impress bitches. Mm-hmm. Niggas is out to impress niggas. Yeah. And it's, it's just disgusting all the way around because all it does is fuel negative energy just every which away. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quote-unquote rich nigga in every city until the Migos show up or until Nardo Wick show up or whoever else show up. And if you're not a certain type of nigga or your programming is, is off, you looking at like, oh, these niggas trying to play me. 
And niggas will buy tickets or buy sections to come to your party or your event or your show or whatever to, to anger themselves. To be like, oh, this nigga, what this nigga think? He better than me? He get more money than me? Fuck this nigga. It's that shit. That's the dysfunction that exists within the black community. Where we'll go to something with the intention of, man, this, this nigga give me a look, say anything. And that's what got on my I'll nerves. Shoot this that's whole what shit got, up. got on my nerves so much with that nut ass podcast thing where it's just like, how did you come up with this in your head? Like what 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 was going what's going on in there that you were even in that space with people you don't know? With 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 people you don't know, with fucking uh you know, with people you don't know, people you've never met, people you've never had a conversation with. Yeah. And that's to my greater point. We see another black person and it's not like, oh, there goes somebody black. What's going on, brother? You doing your thing out? It's mm-hmm. like, who this nigga? I don't know this nigga. Fuck yeah. he on. That nigga ain't getting it like I'm getting it. That nigga ain't got the hoes that I got. That nigga ain't got the money that I... It's, it's that shit yep. before you even have a conversation with a nigga. Yeah. All fucking terrible, man. And it's fucked up because, like I said, 28 years old. You've achieved all this shit and wasn't even 30. Didn't even get to be 30 yet. Man got a diamond record, man. We talk about financial earning prime and stuff like that so much, and it's like through this rap game, black males have been able to advance their financial earning prime, especially this last seven, eight years with streaming becoming so prevalent or whatever and literally fixing the music industry. And you see these young brothers, man, be able to break generational curses and make all this money and set their life straight and create economies around themselves only to end up getting fucking shot down in an instant. Pop Smoke was 20. Desto Dub was like 21, 22. Like, this shit is, and this shit is going to keep happening. You want to know what's the craziest part about this shit when you really, really think about it? Like, and it's wild that you, you, you know, you got me on that joint. I remember like really learning the actual facts to it that... A man's earning prime is 38 to 52. Mm-hmm. You know when rappers and people in the music shit really become rich? It's when they become late 30s. But you know what happens to make them not become late 30s? They die. They die. Think about this for a quick second. Biggie was as rich as he was going to get when he died at 24. Mm-hmm. Pac was as rich as he was going to be when he died at 25, right? Takeoff was as rich as he was. Like he, he, it wasn't like he was rich and went... Broke. Right. He was still rich. rich. <laughs> he was as rich as he was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, early morning today when he lost his life. Think about this, though. Jay-Z, richer than he ever been. You know why? Made it past 38. Yep. Nas, richer than he ever been. You know why? Made it past 38. Yep. Lil Wayne, richer than he ever been. You know why? He just turned 38. Yep. Rick Ross, made it past 38. Kanye, billionaires, 38. I'm not joking. Puff, Dre. Puff. Dre, you get like, it's like, dog, like we have to like wake up and understand this shit. It's like losing life is when the money train stops. Mm-hmm. But if you can get past this dumb ass shit, the financial earning prime really is once you hit 38 years old. Yep. Think about it. Like, like when Rick James went broke, it's like, yeah, but Rick was on fucking Coke and everything else. So it's like, yeah, you went up and came to fuck crashing the fuck back down. But that's not a reality for these people, especially in this game where the money is just, look at Gucci Mane, it com- as rich as he, richer yep. than he ever been, past 38. You're in a game where if you smart enough to win the war of negotiating properly on the front end, your money will compound itself. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you get money every month from iTunes. You get money quarterly from royalties and from pub and all of that stuff. Like your money compounds. You can go fucking do shows. You can take that show and fucking monetize it. You could fucking make a documentary, sell it to Amazon Prime, sell it to Netflix. There's never been more ways and more outlets to monetize your talent than it or in your story than it is right now. Mm-hmm. So to lose a whole uh, remaining lifetime of being able to continue to monetize and earn that money and all that shit future, he ain't even 38 yet. This motherfucker just sold part of his Dog. back catalog Dog. for I fucking 75 going. million. LeBron James, richer than he ever been. Tyler Perry, richer than he ever Like, you, you, if you can get past the shit and get to 38, realistically us, we just turned 38. We own multiple businesses. That shit is real. Yeah. So we own these drones and working them the right way. By the time we 44, 45, we don't, what Dan say today? I said, Dan, you got to move from this motherfucker. He said, well, don't worry, next address going to be Miami. Yep. Like, yeah. And that's reality. Like, getting to that space, you make more money and you just go on with life. But I look at a lot of these people who ascended to this high $100 million and billion dollars and shit, they had to get past that shit. Because yep. that is the reason motherfuckers... The money ain't generated and coming in. Absolutely. It's from loss of life. Yep. And all of these, all, all of these things I just mentioned, all of this loss of life has all been at the hands of other black people. Yep. When Biggie died, he had a $67 million contract for his new label, for the commission, for Charlie Baltimore, all of this stuff that he was doing or whatever. And he didn't get to realize that dream. He could have fixed all his financial issues, selling your pub, the puff and all of this and all that was fixed in one singular motion. One, Mm -hmm. one swipe of the pen and his whole fucking fate changed. And because he didn't get to, to live that dream out, Un was the financial benefactor to that situation and made that money and mismanaged it and lost the distro and just all of this fucking nonsense. When in reality, he inherited Biggie's situation. So it's like we see this time and time and time again. Pop Smoke was 20, dog. Yeah. 20. 20. And was making more money than he ever made in his life and was on the trajectory to make a lot more. And it ended. He had a movie already done that was getting ready to come out. He fucking was about to go, really go on his first big tour, international tour and all that shit because of the fact that he ingrained himself in that London think uh, about drill it, culture think and about all that shit. Think about it, 50 Cent life ends when he gets shot the nine times. He don't go diamond and get 137 televisions exactly. that greenlit. It's the truth. Yep. Like, that, that, that's the one where it's like no one wants to just say that and be, like you say, it's like a dirty little secret that it's a gigantic elephant in the room. How about black people just stop killing black people? I mean, Chabot is about 50. Like, like you said, if he, don't, if he don't survive that, he hands down, about, he just bought the biggest story probably ever he can buy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he about to monetize that story four different ways. He says, so I'm doing it in podcast, episodic podcast form now. Then we got the documentary, and then we either going to do a TV show or a series about it. That's one piece of content. I just sat here and talked about how you can, all these different outlets to monetize your fucking content. Yep. One piece. One, this one piece, singular piece of content. Mm-hmm. It's not a different story. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a different angle. Like... So it's just it's just like man, just seeing these young these young brothers and these young sisters lose their life, man, and get cheated from being able to tell their story and get out their dreams and make money and change people's lives and um you know create industry around themselves is very very unfortunate, man. 
is very unfortunate. And the way that people react to it is so insensitive and just serves to continue pushing the black trauma train and the black hate train is is really ugly just seeing it all unfold the way that it does and it's, it happens the same way every time i i'm going there i watch posts have to get deleted tweets get deleted kanye got banned on twitter and and instagram Kyrie tweets had to come down. Why is it that a black lifeless body never comes down? Never. From social media. You understand where I'm going with this? Yep. I, 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 didn't, I didn't see it today because I didn't want to see it. Exactly. Same, I, I have same, no interest in seeing same it. Same shit with the PNB Rock John. I didn't see yeah. it because I just, I, when I would see the, the John coming up, I would just, yeah. I know to stay off certain things. I know not to go on Reddit. I'm and, not even on Twitter. And to your point, this shit will find you. Right. It's so omnipresent, it'll find you. And I, and I have a, a very big problem with the fact that, like, black celebrities and black people of a certain success level getting murdered or getting killed, Nipsey Hussle, you know, all, all, like, these videos are never, like, taken down. They're just up. And they nobody just, reports on them. And they just keep they they keep coming up. People taking still images and pictures, and this and it's just like we're so desensitized. And I think that I hate to go there. You know what I mean? But the media is the media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I can't say who controls the media. Yo, yeah, yo. And here's the Jews control the media. Yo, <laughs> and here's the thing. Not no one from that community that we can't say is going to come out and offer any condolences or sorry this happened or whatever, whatever. But the money machine around this black trauma that just happened. How much more? The streams going to go up? Streams going to They're going to get paid more, but ain't nobody from that community going to offer any sort of public Mm-mm. condemnation of this, even though they allege to want better for us. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to report it. There's more, more streams. But the bottom line, look at that. It's fourth quarter, too. They're trying to get out Yeah, we got city. a free boost. Yeah. 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 Man, man. It's just... Sad. It's sad. It, 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 yeah, it's just sad. It's trifling. It's just like, damn. Like, and the, the, y'all, would, y'all do it for them. That's the crazy part. Again, if black people decided tomorrow I'm not harming nobody black, if y'all just decide, yo, I'm not posting this dude. Like, your your clicks and your views aren't that important. I've watched this last couple of weeks. I watched somebody who wasn't really on, like, social media, and they're back on social media, and they're doing, like, all the tacky little things where it's like you're trying to get attention mm-hmm. to you, and it's just looking for that moment. And you and and now that I'm kind of like removed from us, like doing a lot of shit and playing around, I just view it in such a different light. Where it's just like, damn, you're really a cornball, man. Like it, like and and it's just like, come on, yo. Like at the end of the day, don't I, listen. If I, God forbid, I gotta go out like that. Like I gotta go out in the street like that. You post me like that, laying in the street, laying in my blood. Yeah. I'm telling you now, I'm coming back. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. I'm coming back. 
When you get out the car in two weeks and you carrying your pizzas and you trip and fall, that's me. Right. That's the ghost of me. I'm coming back. Do not post me laying in my own blood on social media yeah. or whatever the fuck you need to put. Like, it just, we're just so tacky and so trifling all the way around the board. Yep. It's just all way. The whole way. It's very nasty. Rest in peace, take off. Um, I'm sick of it and I went out. Rest in peace, Dusto Dub. Rest in peace, PNB Rock. Pop Smoke. Uh, Jimmy Wapo, um, Nipsey Hussle, XXX, like just too many, too many names and too many situations that unfold in the same exact manner over and over and over again. And at some point, <clears throat> we got to take personal responsibility for ourselves that we don't want to live like this and we don't want to ascribe to this, uh, these levels of extreme violence, man, it's tacky. Rest in peace, trouble. Uh... Rest in peace, trouble. Um, Snooty Wild was recently murdered. Like it's, it's terrible, man. Wavy Navy Pooh that was signed to QC also from Miami. Um, just so many artists over and over and over again. It just doesn't stop, man. And it's like at some point, black people got to be resolute that we don't want to be the ones that have the market cornered on extreme violence and just decide to make the communal decision to do something different. Like, I, me personally, I understand all of the things that have happened against us and to us. You know what I mean? All of the segregation, all of the Jim Crow, all of these things, slave, everything. At a certain point, we can't use these things as crutches. Exactly. We have to make the decision, the honest decision, to say, you know what? If you black, you my brother. I'm going to fuck with you and support you the best way I can. Shout out Ron from Uncut. He said it the other night at 6 a.m. when he heard the whole little goofy shit. He like, yo, that's nutty because, like, how we, how we, how we all going to win? Yep. And it's just like, yeah, like, it's the truth. How the fuck we all go? Because what, like, what it is is niggas want to be the one. Like, oh, man, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Keep them with it. Yeah. Exactly. The only one. The only one. All bad. Very, very bad, man. Rest in peace, Rest take, in off, peace man. take off, He was my favorite Migo for sure. Our thoughts and prayers is with his family. With a, You know, if he had a girl, um, you know, everybody in and around the economy and the life that was the Migos, um, Coach and P and everybody signed to QC, Gucci. man. And I just hope this is a huge wake-up call for everybody. Um that we just gotta we gotta start at least trying something different, right? Because the way we doing it is it, it, it ain't right and it ain't working. For sure, for sure. And it's awful, man. Definitely ain't it. So, what else we uh, got today, man? Uh, you know, uh, a lot of sports, lot, lot of, lot of different, um, a lot of different things are kind of unfolding in the media in the last few hours. Um, Steve Nash, you out? Looks like Eme, yeah. And it just kind of goes to show that um, <laughs> the owners of the Nets have cut off the Love Jones and they're getting serious. <laughs> they're getting serious. <laughs> they're getting serious. And, 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 yeah. and at the end of the day, it shows that it's like when you excellent, we're going to find a we're going to find a way to make a way when you are excellent at your job. He mm-hmm. may bag me along, smashed everything with a pulse in, in Boston, got sent home with pay. And now he's about to inherit two of the most talented players in the history of basketball and is being charged with right-sizing a franchise that through all these different coaches and all these different scenarios can't get it right. And if he 
gets these three crazy motherfuckers because I'm throwing Ben in the mix too. If he gets these three crazy motherfuckers, he can fuck anybody he want to the to the to the finals. He can smash Joe Sidewife if he want. <laughs> if he get these three crazy motherfuckers to act right, the the world is his oyster. And it's about to be a crazy redemption story. He was suspended from the Celtics, not the from, league. From the organization. Not the league. Yeah, okay. go home, nigga. Yeah. The league like, man. You and that, you and that trouser snake, <laughs> go the yeah. fuck home, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> trouser snake, <laughs> Go the fuck home, fam. They don't want no big black guy in Boston anyway. That's funny. Like, you light skinned, handsome, and an African, go home, nigga. Yeah. I'm happy for Eme, man. You have to be. Because at the end of the day, it's like, yo, like. They publicly castrated him mm-hmm. for participating in a consensual affair. They tried to make the spin on it. And, and, and niggas went for it hook, line, and sinker, especially women. Tried to make him out to be anything other than a nigga getting his rocks off. Yeah. And they tried to make it seem like, oh, well, the, the, the affair started as consensual and then it turned into anything but that. And it's like, yo, if I stick dicking you, I can damn near say whatever I want. If I yeah. offer you more dick after I stuck dicking you, that don't mean it ain't consensual no more. Right. You just mad because you got busted. I'm not. <laughs> 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 I'm not. You you mad you got caught. You embarrassed. You ever see a woman get caught cheating? Them videos that go viral online all that yeah. shit? It's embarrassing. Yeah. They act like wild animals, regardless of race. Yeah. Especially the white women. Oh, yeah. They act crazy when yeah. they get caught cheating. They go ballistic. They go ballistic. Even with a camera in their face. They go crazy. You see the seven stages of grief unfold in four minutes. When that shit happened. So it's like, yeah, I don't doubt that, you know, once she got busted, it was like, yo, nigga, cool the fuck out. But on the same token, it's like, it take two to tango. Right. So it's like, whoever he, you know, whoever he was smashing, they, the, the Celtics still didn't. We figured it out on our own. This forensic culture that we exist oh, in yeah, now, yeah. we figured it out. But the Celtics still oh, haven't came dead, out and condemned that. We put the one job on motherfuckers me. We figured right. it out. But yeah, so I mean, Nash is out. Emay's in. And um, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be interesting. I think it's kind of wild that, like, basketball has changed to where it's like, damn, the LeBron KD power years might be over. That ain't no might. That shit over with. Yeah. Like, you remember when LeBron and KD, like, whatever team they was on was willing them to a great record and you know they was going to be there in the playoff time and it's just like, y'all niggas might not be in the playoffs. <laughs> right. Y'all both looking like plans right now. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. What are they, one in seven and one in five? <laughs> like, yeah, this shit looking rough over here. Kyrie out there playing his heart out. Niggas losing every night. Oh, oh. Losing every night, man. Oh. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for E-Main, man. It's going to be a dope redemption story, especially if he get these fools to play to their potential and stop being uh, morons and maniacs, uh, get Kyrie to stop tweeting. Uh, <laughs> they might be all right. Might make a deep playoff run. Stephen A. picked them to go to the finals. That's looking shaky right now, but with E-May, anything's possible. Anything possible. Something start off like shit. <laughs> exactly. First half. He had two boneheads on his team. Three, actually. Marcus Smart included. He had two boneheads on his team, and he got them to figure it out. He, got Mar- he almost got Marcus Smart, a defensive player of the year. Yeah, he did. He, well, he did he win it. Won. Right, right, yeah. right, right. He did win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got Marcus who Smart. He came in second last year. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, I think it was Giannis. Giannis, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was thought because Giannis won the year before, right? When he won the MVP, that's uh-huh. what I was thinking about. Yeah, all right, yeah, it's very true. 
Yeah, man. I, it should be interesting to see E-May in Brooklyn. No, the hoes he, gonna be out. Oh, man. The hoes is gonna, First 48 yeah. rows. Nothing but the hoes. Yeah. Nia Rose bobblehead night. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be lit out there. That y'all gonna be jumping. Like... That's what I would do if I was an owner. Just stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Just to fill the seats. We're going to get these tickets sold. Yeah, no. That should be interesting to watch. So, congrats to E-May. Sorry, Steve Nash. Uh, you probably are not getting another job. Um, did as bad of a job with as much talent as humanly possible. I think it was very interesting to see that Steve Nash was on the top five uh, list for most MVP votes in the 2000s. Yeah. That shit was nuts to see. He definitely stole one of them joints from Kobe. He was all of that on the Suns. We're not yeah. going front. They had the best was, record was in the great. league. I get it. But, yeah, it just it was just wild to see. Like, damn. Kobe really? had a season where he averaged 35.4 points, six rebounds, and six assists. He was the first player since Michael Jordan to average 35. And he was playing with Kwame Brown and Smush Parker in the starting lineup and got the Lakers to the fucking playoffs. And they was like, Nash more viable. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Still not enough. <laughs> Still not enough, dog. Yeah, if Kobe wasn't on that team. <laughs> Over, you yeah, know the niggas would they would have lost every game. Over, real shit. Yeah, that's very very true. Uh, Halloween was yesterday. I I I have a couple good Halloween costume ideas, but I need everybody to be participants. One of these years, I, I want to go for for a job, man. Yeah, it seemed fun. I haven't dressed up a Halloween in some some time. Yeah, Halloween was yesterday. <clears throat> uh, Diddy won Halloween as the Joker. He even almost got into a rumble. Uh, <laughs> he, he played his character too good. Right. Uh, that was his best role since um, he played Sergio in, uh, what was that, Get Him to the Greek? Yeah. <laughs> that was his best role since, <laughs> that was his best role since that. Uh, my y'all weird for the week, man. Um, oh, I know I got one. <laughs> yes. That's where I was going. Lil Nas X. Oh, I didn't see that. What happened? You are a different type of blade. He was Ice Spice for Halloween. Ice Spice. That nigga's a munch. With the fro? Yes, man. What do you mean he was her? He was Ice Spice. For, look it up. Take a look. Four, I, four we got to get this reaction live on camera. How he do was, you be Ice Spice? Listen, man. Oh, Nas. X Ice. I don't want to get this. Dance, dance. <laughs> dance record. <laughs> Hey, yo. That nigga's like 6'2". Yes, he's he's huge. (laughs) He's a gigantic nigga. (laughs) Lil Nas X. Hey, yo. Lil Nas X goes so far with it. I know people. I I know people in the community be like, damn, nigga, chill out. Like people from 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 the from the LGBT I, in a weird way, I guess I understand it. Like I guess he's playing on the whole because he's like gay or like. Feminine. I don't even think at this point. I don't think he's gay, but he's like feminine and shit. Like he dresses up. Like he's women. hamming it up. I don't yeah. even think he's gay. Oh. I think he's gay facing. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's gay fishing everybody. <laughs> gay fishing. That's funny as shit. Because he he's overdoing it like. I go to the restaurants in the neighborhood frequently. There's nobody dressed up like Ice Spice. Like it's, it's not a Halloween. Real, it's not a real thing. I saw somebody was dressed up like the uh, the guy from that show y'all all watch, the um the Valley, the P Valley. 
Oh, Uncle Clifford? Somebody was, because I, I, I didn't know who it was, because I seen it on Facebook, and people was like, they won yeah. uh, Halloween. And I was like, who the fuck are they supposed to be? So yeah. I had to go through the comments. Right. It was like, no, nah, he crushed it as Uncle Clifford. I'm like, oh, that's the P-Valley, because I never watched the show. But the thing with Uncle Clifford is, Uncle Clifford is intentionally androgynous. Uncle Clifford is a, a, a gay male with, like, ass and a beard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In a wig and a beard. Just straight being just a girl is like, what are you doing here? Like, what is this? What are we supposed to do with this? Somebody had like a viral tweet. I don't want to uh, misquote it, but he was basically like, he was like, yeah, ain't no way uh, Lil Nas X actually gay. This is too much. Like, he, he's overplaying the character. I've seen it on Facebook. Of course, it would be too hard to try to find that. But, um... Isn't it crazy how you can see something on Facebook and never see it again? Never the fuck ever <laughs> you, again. It's no, it's no metrics to search it or nothing. Like it's just gone. But yeah, the the the, the little girl with the BBL with the sugar daddy that was pretty terrible. Wow. Yeah, that, that was the <laughs> with a little murder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. people was like they won Halloween, and I was like, who are they supposed to be? And I had to go like look the shit. I'm yeah. like, oh okay. So yeah, my y'all weird when it comes to Halloween costumes. Was the little girl yeah, that with was, the BBL John? Because I, I know for a fact that little girl didn't come in the house like mom, I got an idea. Yeah. This That's is good. This gonna be lit. Yeah. I'm a win I'm a win costume day at the school <laughs> with this one. Yeah. And y'all like again. That's like child abuse. Day, that's man. that's that like somebody needs to be brought up on some charges. Yeah, you need your ass whooped. No, you need a fucking list of charges. <laughs> Child endangerment. Yo, because the other little boy was supposed to be the sugar daddy. And I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, what is happening, yo? I just seen the walk and I just cut it off. I couldn't hear anything. But it's like, I know that little girl didn't come in the house like, no, I need a Faja. Right. What's, is it a Faja? Faja. Faja. Faja? Yeah. Whatever. The Faja. <laughs> I need a Faja. You need to stuff that with the John. Then I need an Ivy. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna act like I just gotta be. I know that little girl didn't say that. Absolutely not. Somebody the other day was like, "Yo, y'all be dressing your kids up as what? The who did he say? I was dying. Um, like little girl wanted to be Peppa Pig or something, and now she a, a BBL recipient. Like, what are we doing here? What the fuck was the name the nigga used? <laughs> he was like, "Y'all be dressing your sons up like Jazz Prince." That little nigga wanted to be Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like jazz princess is a ridiculous <laughs> name to say for a Halloween costume. Like, but yeah, man, I seen that little ship, the ship with the little girl, and I'm just like, what? Fried. Very fried. Fried. Um, real quick, still on Halloween. Have y'all noticed that like Halloween ain't scary no more? It's like horny ween now. Like definitely horny ween. Like all the good, all the girls <laughs> is just completely just slutting out. It's definitely <laughs> just slutting out their Halloween costume. I, I seen gonna, a bitch I that don't know bullshit. Two two years ago, I never get this. The bitch had on like lingerie and a white coat with blood on it, and she was supposed to be a sexy butcher. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck? A sexy a butcher? Sexy butcher?" <laughs> That's crazy. 
No, nah, it's definitely horny ween, yo. It is definitely not no scary shit no more. No, nah, not it at all. It is definitely horny it ween. It is the ass factory. It is, yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. Halloween. Uh, Lori Harvey shit was dope. She did like three different looks as Beyonce. I didn't see that. She either. killed it. She smoked it. She did like three different looks as Beyonce. Um, I'll say this about Lori Harvey. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> she looked good to motherfucker. Like, she looked good just existing. Yeah. So imagine Lori Harvey cosplaying Beyonce. Yeah. She looks very, very great. So shout out to her. Thank you for the photos, Lori Hart. Yeah, no, nah, you're right. Halloween definitely is like just ridiculous costumes now. Like definitely horny ween. That's a good way to put it. The um, have you noticed that Halloween has like changed from when we were children? Harvey. I was completely different. I was on City Line yesterday, and when I came, I came to the city. I didn't real. I forgot it was Halloween. It was just. It was Monday for me. I'm old. I got bills to pay. That, that right there, that, that dip, bro. Oh my god. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand why Diddy and his son was going was going yeah. to war over that. I understand. Uh, wars have been started for much less. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I totally understand. No, it's more. Yeah, just keep going. There's more. Yeah, Lori, Lori Harvey. Go to Lori Harvey Instagram right now, everybody that's watching. That, that, her as Beyonce is crazy. Yeah. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. It's like four. I thought it was three. It's like four or yeah. five looks. Yeah, this one right here. Like, she smoked it. Hey, I see why Puff was dressing like Steve Harvey. Wearing, <laughs> wearing matching outfits yeah. and all. I, I understand. Yeah, I was... I'd have my shoes under the bed. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, make sure you get them 15s in the picture, baby. Like, yeah, Lori Harvey, all that. So I came to the city yesterday, and I was on uh, City Ave, and I'm like, damn, it is Halloween. And I seen, like, the kids going up City Ave, and I'm like, where are they going? They was going to Taco Bell to trick or treat. <laughs> and I was like, what are they giving out, chalupas? Like, yeah. what the hell are y'all doing at, at Taco Bell? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, the, the the dynamics of uh, I remember taking my man of Halloween the, is strange. Taking one of my homies, my man, we went to Taco Bell. He's like, "Can I get the nacho brandy?" Like, <laughs> rolling his arms. <laughs> it's all black folks in here, and a couple white people from Brasburg. Like, what like, the fuck was that? <laughs> got a Spanish class, buddy. Trying to give him an authentic Mexican experience. Can I get the nacho bell grande? <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Like, Halloween is just, you, you know, it's crazy now about Halloween. You know, kids go and get candy and they get things. You know, they, they got to bring it home and the parent got to, like, inspect it. Exactly. And I'll be like, yo, this is such a fucked up world we live in because there was no inspection of anything when we was kids. Yeah, we was eating that shit. I ain't while had we was this out. shit on the way home. <laughs> so, so if I got hepatitis or whatever, I already, already got, got it. <laughs> It was a white dude in my neighborhood, Mr. Fishman. He used to make candied apples for Halloween and hand them Jones out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't take no candy apple from no stranger Hell nowadays. No. Like, oh, like, like, what's, what's this? Fetty <laughs> apple. Yeah, fetty apple. <laughs> you eat a candy apple the stranger give you in 2022, you finished. You got hepatitis R, you got fucking addiction to fentanyl. Like, that shit is crazy. And I'm just like, yo, people legit, I saw people go as far as like posting online, like where can I take my kids trick-or-treating that's safe for Halloween? And I'm just like, damn. Yeah, you got to schedule where you going. Yeah, you got to go on on on, uh, on Bumble and, <laughs> and, and swipe to see where the fuck you going to take the kids for Halloween. This shit is crazy nowadays. Got good news. 
I'll wait till after. Okay. It's good news. Good news? Good news. Is it some money? So it's like an announcement. It's an announcement. Okay, yeah, we all right, we can't make that announcement. Okay. Oh shit. We didn't even talk about the show. You're an idiot. (laughs) I literally perfect I told you to start with that. I forgot. I didn't tell you, but that (laughs) in my head. I told you, nigga. We got a show coming up. Yo, like shout out to us. Uh, the show went on sale Friday to the Patreon community. We gave y'all three whole days. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all showed up and showed out, man. Patreon already, between Patreon and then one day of it being uh, released to the general public, we already 20% sold out, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to us. Shout out to y'all. And literally 95% of the tickets are all either reserved seating or VIP tickets. Like, mm-hmm. y'all not fucking around. And... Um, we want to say thank y'all because mm-hmm. we got like a whole 80 some odd days or whatever to go to this show, man. Shout out to the good folks at Noto. Shout out Dre Ali, Brian, everybody over there. Um, it's going to be a vibe. You know what I mean? I'm working on, uh, I got to jump on a call once we've done this show here today to solidify something, trying to put something really big and dope together. Mm-hmm. And um, because we got so much advanced time, we got more than enough time. To, <laughs> and we got so much advanced time to, uh, to do it, to make it happen. And um, I'm just really excited about this show. And it's like, it's kind of letting us know that uh, we need to slow down with the live shows, give Mm -hmm. it more time, because that will allow us to get the user experience right and get everything that we deserve, that we put in back from this. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to One Fan Radio. (laughs) Shout out SLX Studio. Shout out NGTV, our confirmed sponsors already. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we didn't announce Okay. Yeah, we Shout got, out to we DTLR. Oh, shit. You didn't look at the phone. That's <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Shout out DTLR yeah. uh, for, for coming on board. Uh, damn, that's major. Yeah. Fuck this show. I'm about to kick the hoop over. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we got DTLR, you know what I'm saying? Confirmed sponsor. Uh, this is big, man. This is, this is real big, man. We're going to do it bigger than we've ever done. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just, I just can't wait to shoot the t-shirt. Girl. I'm, t- I'm aiming straight for the face. With that <laughs> Immediately. Like. Yeah, so we're going to be, you know, giving away merch, man. We're giving away $1,000 cash. $1,050 cash. Don't forget, about don't forget me the now. Don't forget the kicker now. Jules is sending, I tell you how dope Jules is. He's sending, for, he's got two VIP tickets. He's going to do a giveaway. And he's sending a care package from the World Cup. Holy from shit. Doha. So, yeah, he's going to throw some shit in Shout there. Shout out, brother Jules. Yeah, he's going to throw some shit together, man. This is going to be. I got a 100 limited edition prints coming from my guy Dave. Okay. Yeah, he's doing a solo art show guy coming up. You okay. Know, get him up on the job. We're going to have a lot of shit going on. We're going to have a lot of shit going on. It's going to be the, yeah. the bee's knees. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to get involved on a sponsorship level, sponsorship package is starting as low as $500. Every tick, every package includes on air promotion and also includes um, tickets to the event. Uh, y'all can give them away. Y'all can use them to pull up, whatever the case may be, but it includes tickets. Uh, hit us up on the email, officialtrpe at gmail.com, officialtrpe at gmail.com, or y'all can go to the website, officialtrpe.com, put in an inquiry about, put sponsorship in the line, and we'll immediately get back to you. So like I said, we got four confirmed sponsors, One Fam Radio, SLX Studio, NGTV, and DTLR. Up, man, go get your tickets, man. Uh, trpe.eventbrite.com. No, trpe6. Six. Six of .eventbrite.com. .eventbrite.com. Yes. Uh, January 22nd. It's a Sunday. There's nothing else going on. Ain't nothing on. going on. Ain't no Super Bowl. Ain't no, uh, ain't no All-Star game. Ain't none of that. No rent. 
<laughs> yeah, rent. no rent, none of that. None of that shit. Middle of the month, be nice, and, right. be nice and rich. <laughs> middle of the month. The um, I was saying this shit on my birthday last week. Do my birthday the second, and I'm like, yo, having a birthday around like when all the bills are due should be illegal. Like you should be born like ass. after like the twelfth. <laughs> like that shit. Just only have cool. birthdays from the eighth <laughs> to the twenty fourth or something like that. Corny, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm getting but cheated every year. Every year. Shit, my shit on the 29th. It's the same thing. Motherfucker's gearing up oh, for rent. Dog, get ready for Tuesday, <laughs> Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> he figured out the algorithm. He started doing his party on the 24th. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. doing my shit on the 10th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go from I was I was going from most expensive to least expensive. The most expensive party, the Yo, 12th. Dog. The most the least expensive party, the 28th. Yo, real shit. Just come out and have a drink with a nigga. Yeah, it's free to get in. Come get a drink, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> get a shot with me. <laughs> but yeah, man, this show should be big. We got we got uh, the two Jones on the stage. Yeah, the, uh, sections. That that's be, gonna be the ultimate VIP. That's the ultimate package. VIP Jones. We putting that together now. Um, try to get a specific sponsor for that Jones. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be up, man. Like like I said, confetti. I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna have me some fun. Wait till y'all see this marketing rollout. You know what I'm saying? This is all organic off yeah. the muscle. Just generally releasing it to Patreon, releasing it to just the general public or whatever. We haven't done no extenuating marketing yet. No Google ads, no IG ads, no billboards, none of that. So be on the lookout for TR for the rollout for this show. Uh, Philly the boss is coming. Philly the boss is coming. Hey, that don't show you what's going on. I don't know what will. That nigga ain't got some fruits and vegetables. No, he might as well right? stay the hell he, home. He, 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 no snap peas <laughs> popping that motherfucking weekend. I'm coming over here for y'all. So it's like, yeah. Ain't no snap peas coming out the garden. Ryan board tickets. Which yes. is, I thought Ryan hates me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's shocking. Uh... I started seeing a lot of people, man, just running off with their ticket. I'm just yeah. like, damn, that's what's up. High sport ticket. Like, it's just, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing, it's man. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be big in the city. You know what I'm saying? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a thing. Yeah. It's going to be up. We're going to have some, uh, some other outside media there. Here's one of our sponsors. Hey, Vic. Hey. <laughs> Here's one, one of our sponsors just walked in the building. <laughs> she has some snacks. <laughs> like, but yeah, no, it should be a very, very fun time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Six-year anniversary. Six years. Six years. Damn. And first live podcast ever at Noto. Noto. Yes, never happened. About to have a residency there. Yeah. But it's the first one. Um, we got to make sure that, that this, would be decent. this is... We should get some roller skates. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we got to make sure that this one slaps so we can come back and do this thing again. You know what I'm saying? But uh, by the way, we got off to this great, uh, you know, energized start. I have no, uh, no doubt that this show will be sold out before uh, we cross 2023. Yeah, it should be. It's pretty much a, a, a lock, man. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Um, the support is crazy. Uh, again, sponsors, hit us up. Uh, y'all want to be a part of the event, man. One fam locked in. They hit They hit us up. Mm-hmm. Shout, out my, shout out my man, Black. You know what I'm saying? Always tapping in with TRPE. Shout out, Black. You that's know. one of our uh, one of our adjoined uh, podcasts. Somebody that's Black in our direct network. Day. You know when chicks go to where they like, do too much getting their bodies done and they look like... Remember them plastic... Hulk Hogan's from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> didn't move. <laughs> he was dying. Yeah, what are them jaws? Them rubber figures? <laughs> they don't fucking move. Real shit. <laughs> like, yeah, man. But they, yeah, nah, they the fam. I fucks with all of them, man. The, uh, but like I said, it, it should be a very, very fun time. We gonna, we gonna interact. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, pull a couple people up on the stage. You know, act a fool and shit. We gonna mix it up. 
Should be fun. Be we dope. always say people. I was talking to Los. Shout out Los. He was grabbing tickets. Los was like, "Yeah." Like I was telling him, like we always say we gonna do like forty minutes, then do nine hours yeah. when we get up there because you know the crowd be going and we be acting a fool with them. But like I was telling him, like doors open at five, I believe. Uh, five or six. One of them. Okay, one of them. I think it's six. Six. Yeah, six. You know what I'm saying? We'll get in there, probably take the stage, you know, and then it's going to turn into a party. Los is like, now, is the after party going to be there? And I'm like, you don't have a show at the number one club. (laughs) Right, exactly. Go to somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be be a big, big celebration. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. We also, we got another event coming up. Oh, yeah. Eagles Watch Live, hosted by... Two Cowboys fans. That should be hilarious. <laughs> Only in Philadelphia. And a Patriots fan. Yeah. <laughs> and a, and a Patriots my, man, my homie hit me was like, how are you hosting an Eagles party? I'm like, hey, listen, nigga, for some paper, E-A-G-L-E-S. <laughs> Let's get to it. I do got a Jerome Brown throwback. In the nigga, house. I'm bringing my Reggie White. <laughs> from back in the day. My I, got a, I got a Randall, too. I got, a, <laughs> I got an Apex. Reggie White from back in the yeah, day. I'm bringing that. It's, it's up. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to come in that motherfucker. I'm going to look like Eagles gear. Nigga, my dad got the old Eagles doing the rich, the, uh, the, the uh, Ray Rhodes. <laughs> one of them shows. Motherfucker yeah. Richie Kotite, nigga. Yeah. I come right down there with one of them Sunday, no, so, shout out to uh, Private Smoke Club, Eagles Watch Live. Lower Mayfair, Eagles Bus, they all put the event together. Hit us up about hosting. Um, Sunday, November 20th at the Sculpture Garden. It's going to be one of the last events at Sculpture Garden, which is unfortunate because it's a super dope uh, venue, but they just sold the venue. 1714 uh, North Hancock Street, like two minutes from Northern Liberties, right in that pocket around what they call North Northern Liberties or whatever the case may be. Uh, like up against like Fishtown or whatever. Very dope venue. Indoor, outdoor. We're going to have the heated tent. We're going to have vendors uh, for the VIP tickets. It's going to be food, free food, free uh, drinks. Uh, we're going to have a hookah vendor there. You can, you can, you can, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Smoke. It's 420 friendly. You can, you know what I mean, bring the gas. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be gas friendly. Ain't nobody going to trip on you. Uh, it's it's going to be one of them joints. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a tailgate. We're going to have the fire pits and all that outside. And then indoor, uh, we got a bunch of flat screens and a projector. So it's going to be a dope. Venue, dope setup, dope event. Uh, Sunday, November 20th, y'all can get y'all tickets. Uh, EaglesWatchLive.com. That's going to be playing the uh, Colts, who actually just fired their coach today. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear that, my brother. Uh, but they're going to be playing the Colts that day, and that's a game that we more than expect the Eagles to win on the road. Uh, game starts at 1, so make sure y'all trickle in there early. Again, we got $15 general admission tickets, $40 VIP, which gives you all access, free food, free drinks, and you can hit the dab. Oh shit! Yeah, it's up. Yeah, free dab. Yeah, free dab. Free dab. Free dab is where the fuck is that? Yes, indeed. You just made me think about, and that fast I lost it. I was watching Seinfeld the other day, and it'll come to me. But you just made me think about something that George has said on there. I was fucking dying and shit. I'm ready to watch Seinfeld again from the beginning. Oh, he was talking about his dad um, being cheap. They was because uh, Jerry was talking about Kramer buying to try to buy air conditioner on some cheap shit. He's like, "Yeah, I got an air conditioner for forty bucks." And he was like, hey, "I guess that's good." And he was like, "You're still cheap." And George was like, "No, no one's cheaper than my father." And he was like, "I don't know, Kramer's pretty cheap." He's like, "No, I'm telling you, when my dad, when it came time to him buy a new car, he would go to state. He would go state to state like he was running for president. <laughs> we would get random calls from motels in New Hampshire." <laughs> <laughs> Man, that nigga would go state to state like he was running for president. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for a fucking cheap car. I was fucking dying off that shit. But yeah, man, we got a lot of shit coming up. Man. Got a lot we, of stuff cooking, man. We having we having fun with this shit, man. Like like it should be. Old nut ass podcast. 
Yeah, just saying? just keep churning. You know what I'm saying? Just having some motherfucking fun. What else you got on the uh, the run? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It was something else to happen. Uh, if it was, if it did, I'm sure it did. I ain't got it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitter. Elon, Elon Musk, Musk. Yeah, has officially know. taken over Twitter. Uh, his he was firing <laughs> niggas the first Man, day. Listen. Yo. He, uh, he pulled up and he said, Elon just bought Twitter. Let that sink in. He had yeah. a sink. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he, re- he reenacted one of my favorite memes. And uh, yeah, he got to firing day one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that his goal is potentially to fire up to 1,200 people that work for Twitter in order to scale down their workforce. Because apparently right now there are 10 supervisors for like 10, the chain of command, there's like allegedly 10 supervisors for every one coder. And I'm just like, that doesn't seem right. And if there's anybody out there that understands the importance of talented coders, giving them the the the, the space that they need to operate in a breathe or whatever like that, um, it's Elon Musk. He literally, in a very short amount of time, has been able to land, uh, to be able to fire off and land space rockets better than the fucking government, better than NASA. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been able to change our dependency on fossil fuels and gas vehicles in within a decade. Like this is a brilliant mind and a very smart wizard of a businessman that I'm sure will turn Twitter and unlock any hidden potential that it has. One of his first initiatives after firing all the executive team is that he wants to start charging for blue checks for verification. And he basically is saying, like, the baseline is $8 per month. You have to be subscribed to Twitter Blue as part of your verification process, and it it will give you access to certain other features and stuff like that that you get as a verified user, but you got to pay for it or you can get your ass off the platform. Mm -hmm. And he said that this will, I guess, serve to uh, level the playing field between, I guess, like the everyday person and these quote-unquote verified celebrities, whatever, whatever, and give people the same sort of opportunity. So I would imagine that since I'm already on Twitter blue, we might be able to get verified a little bit easier throughout that process because Elon is taking the uh, baseline of it and lowering it a little bit, and we ain't got to jump through all these hoops and kiss ass to get verified. Yeah, because Instagram verifications cost real money. Oh, man. Listen, I was uh, on an Instagram verification chat this weekend trying to uh, get my man, get trying to get Carla Kev verified. He at this point, he's got like twenty fake pages of him that from all around the country that are all like taking deposits from people and scamming people with his name, and he's trying to get his page verified or whatever. So I hooked him up with the plug. Shout out Javi, and um, you know that that number that I was told it was a it was a big number, but it was like it still was lower than every other number I heard. Dog, I've seen like fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh, somebody told Kev eight. <sighs> Eight, I've heard seventy five hundred. Yeah, that shit is out the window. Ain't, yeah, no, because it's it's too much business and currency tied to getting your page verified. Because it allows you to navigate the app in a way where it's like it's no restrictions. Like you fucking DM somebody, they're gonna see it. Your DM automatically goes to the top. So that's why I want to get my page verified just for the podcast purposes of being able to fucking hit up guess and shit like that and know that they this is, they're it. going to see it. Right. It's not going to the gulag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, for somebody like Kev, it's like, yo, he get his page verified. You get to clean up all those fake pages and all of that old shit, centralize your business. And then now, because he got 41,000 followers, he can start charging for promotion and this and this and this. And people will pay whatever he say because it's a verified source. 
So it ain't as much teeth pulling and shit like that. And right. people start to come find you. Instagram actually has a marketplace where they pair influencers with advertisers. Now, I'm on the platform, but I ain't getting no advertisement yet. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes they search for micro influencers, stuff like that, people with smaller pages. But it just makes it so much easier to navigate. And I would imagine, like, through Twitter Blue, just me being on the platform for, like, the last six months, they push followers to you. Like, they open up your content to where more people see it, and they push followers to you. So I would imagine Instagram is the same thing. And I would imagine that as Twitter blue gets more developed, it's going to be even more robust. Like, cause that was, our page was the page that had seven, 800 followers forever. Now we have like 2,800 just because of the Twitter blue shit, pushing literally hundreds of followers a month yeah, nah, that's real. in our direction. And these are real people that I interact with. The, um, so is, is he, is, are like the bands going to stay banned or are they? No, nah, he said everything is under review. So Trump going to be back. Trump may be back. Um, Gay was already unbanned by the prior Twitter team. He just, you know, can't say nothing because he get on there and get dog. suspended the first day. <laughs> dog, dog, dog. This, this, this yesterday was the funniest shit I seen, man. I'm, when I tell you I was in fucking stitches, the thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> yeah, I watched that shit about 500 times. Bro, I watched that video no less than 100 times. <laughs> it's funny every time. Because it's like, I'm not going to say, you know, I can't say that. I can't that. say it. He tried. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> you got me. You know what I'm saying? What do you want from me? I know I you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> you try, I tried. What I the fuck? Dog. That nigga folded his arms. <laughs> it was a Jewish doctor. You got me. You know what I'm saying? I tried not to say it. Y'all pulled it out of me. Kanye is fucking hilarious, man. That's a funny nigga. But yeah, uh, Elon with Twitter is like, it's scary, but it's kind of lit. And... Oh, so here's, I found Elon's series of tweets about the uh, Twitter blue shit and the verification. Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is bullshit. Power to the people. Blue for $8 a month. Price adjusted by country proportionate to purchasing power parity. You will also get priority and replies, mentions, and search, which is essential to defeat spam and scam. Ability to post long video and audio. Half as many ads and paywall bypass for publishers willing to work with us. This will also give Twitter a revenue stream toward content creators. There will be a secondary tag below the name for someone who is a public figure, which is already the case for politicians. So he's flipping the whole shit on his head. And it makes all the sense in the world. I'm already paying $4.99 a month, and I'm seeing the benefits just by being able to fucking edit and recall tweets. That was my whole point of even oh, getting shit. on the platform. Right. You can edit your tweets up to 30 minutes. So you put some shit out, it's misinformation, you go in and edit it in real time. Whoop, whoop, change it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a lot of power connected to this shit or whatever the case may be. And it's like, there's speculation that he's going to rewrite the algorithm for Twitter in order to make it more favorable to the people that are going to fucking like be on Twitter blue and all of this shit to where you get more views, more eyeballs and all of that shit, which is going to be fucking huge. Yeah, because I see everybody but the people I'm following on Twitter. 
You got You log on Twitter. You see a whole page, nine pages of suggestions on who you should follow. I'm gonna keep it above with you. Before I got off of Twitter, and people used to like come at me and shit. I, you know, I wouldn't use Twitter. You know what? I was still using Tweet Logic from like back in the day. I remember Ayo was like, "You still have that?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's my you shit." You keeping them in business? Yeah. They're like, "We got one user in Pennsylvania." <laughs> <laughs> Holding it down. I hate Twitter. App. Like that's why when Jules was going crazy, we couldn't find the fleet. Yeah. I'm like, we gotta get off Tweet Logic. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get on the actual yeah. modern day Twitter. We gotta app. go on the Twitter app, and I, I hate the Twitter app. Like I, I just wouldn't fuck with it. Oh, also to the Twitter point, and to a point that we made a few days ago. Right on. The Saudi government oh. under whatever Saudi kicking ass LLC, whatever company they elected to do business under are the second largest oh, yeah. investors oh, in investors. Twitter. And this serves the point that we made last week about globalization and this global economy that exists. And the fact that you have people in the world, namely the Saudis, various people from the, from the Emirates, uh, China and Singapore that all are flushed with money mm -hmm. that they are looking to invest in the Western world because they already have a foothold where they are. It's like the Saudis are just finding shit to do. They just started construction on that fucking uh, 100 kilometer fucking uh, community in the desert, the wall, yeah, whatever it's, it's, it's going to be like 70 miles. 70 miles yeah. or some shit like that. They just started construction on that. It's going to cost them like a trillion dollars. So when you can fucking spend a trillion dollars on just like some random like wall community, <laughs> like. Because it's like four people over there with a trillion. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we all put a quarter B up. <laughs> like, they're literally printing money. Like, so they're looking for shit to get into. Live, it was first, it was the WWE, and they got all type of scrutiny and all that. What are you doing, partnering with Saudi? And they abuse women, and women can't drive, and this and this and this. And Vince McMahon was like, if y'all don't suck my dick, <laughs> these motherfuckers is paying me more for two shows than I've ever been paid in my life, I nigga. I none of my bitches drive. Like, <laughs> all my hoes got to drive. Yeah, so I, I think. <laughs> so you had that. Then Live Golf. And like I said, Live Golf is quietly penetrating Maxim Magazine and Travis Scott and this and that. They, they had a play. They was trying to get Tiger. And Tiger yeah, turned him down. I was like, the fuck are y'all doing? This is crazy. Yeah. They offered Tiger. I want to say they offered them something. 750 like 700, million. Yeah, 700 million. Yeah. Tiger said, I'm already a B-boy. I'm cool, man. I don't need your blood money. But yeah, so it's like, you know, you look and then you look up and then you see, we have that conversation last Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you look up and then you see that they the second largest investor in Twitter now that it's a privately held company. And it's like, yeah, this is like one of many. You're going to keep seeing this shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, they got Tiger at one point, too. Yeah. Big so they could have took Tiger up to two Bs and he turned it down. Because yeah. yeah. it's like some people just don't understand the money. Going through a divorce where you lose like hella millions and you still a B-boy is like. Got a great life. Damn, man. You hitting them golf balls, huh? <laughs> Fucking Bezos fucking divorced his wife. She got like 26 billion. She's just finding ways to give her money away. away. Every week she in the news trying to give another billion away. Oh, that's what you do when you up. Just give this yeah. shit away. Look at Tom Klein. He just be donating shit to schools. Because the Who government. didn't even go to. Yeah. Put oh, <laughs> my name up on that show. You got it. Because right. the government's going to take the money one way or another. So it's like, ultimately, you know, charitable donations versus taxes is about who do you think will do the right thing with the, with the money. If you feel like these charitable organizations will do better with the money than the government will, give it to them. 
you got to give up the bread one way or another. Grant Cardone famously has this story from a few years ago. He said, like, four years ago, he's like, yo, I had a giant tax bill coming up, like, $50 million. And my accountant was like, yo, you got either till December 30th to either fucking cut the check or make some sort of infrastructure investment or buy a jet. And he's like, I ran all the numbers and this, this, and this. He was like, buy the jet. He said, he said it got to the point where I was tired of going through brokers. I started getting on the phone myself. Call him up. I got to spend this money. And he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, I got thirty six million for for this jet. Da da da. He's like, Grant, we don't have a jet. He said, check your bank account. He said, the guy said, it's extra thirty six million in here. Find my fucking jet. And he hung the phone up. It's like you got to spend the bread. And so all of a sudden, Boeing found him a jet. Because money talks. Yeah. Found him a jet. Oh, it's there. Oh, it's there. Oh, you oh you paid us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You All, right, serious. Me, All right, let me see what I can do. <laughs> My man got a little sister. He ain't using it. Let's we'll see what he's talking about. Give, give him that American Airlines, Joe. Yeah. We tell him we get them on the back. <laughs> yeah, real shit. But yeah, I got nothing else for this episode, man. It's been a good one. It's been a good one, man. Rest um, in peace, take off. Yes, man. Rest in peace, take off. Stop yo. being fucking weird. Um, the conspiracy theories need to be out. Bruh. You're frying all of us. Live show coming up January 22nd. Dan is going to be there. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. We got some special guests. Correct. We're going to put together. I got nothing else. I'm tired. Watch Eagles Live November 20th, hosted by the Cowboys oh, fans. Yeah, yeah, Only yeah. in America. I wish Cowboys was six letters so I could do C. Oh, <laughs> but you just can't. Can't do it. Yeah. It just spell cowboy. And <laughs> Stupid. I want to go. Uh, you got any games you want to go to? Um... I did want to go to uh, the Eagles, I meant Eagles, the Sixers and um, Hawks game, but the Hawks look kind of ass this year. I don't know what's Every, going yo, on. Basketball started off very strange. Very strange. Very, Utah very strange. was like undefeated <laughs> with no Rudy and no <laughs> Spider. I'm just like, how is this happening? Then teams that are like loaded, top heavy, can't get the ball. Yeah, can't the figure it out. Uh, Milwaukee's like the only team doing what the fuck they supposed to do. They still undefeated mm-hmm. without Chris Middleton. Without Chris Middleton. Still undefeated. So yeah, I got my I got my Giannis game out the way. He plays stellar that open that Sixers home opener. Um, I've been looking low key. We got to take a trip to DC. Wizards tickets are dumb. Oh cheap. yeah, stupid cheap. Stupid cheap. Oh yeah, we got it. We is stupid cheap. cheap. And that's trip. a and that's a great arena too. I went to a game there a few years ago. Me and uh me and my homie went down that drone uh because uh Big Jack had got us some tickets or whatever and um he Big Jack head of security Big for the Wizards. Yeah, he's still down the there. The ticket broker I got from Memphis, he hit me last year and was like, "Yo, I got some wood seats in Cleveland, uh quick loans against the Timberwolves. You want them?" And I was like, mm. "They wood seats?" He was like, "Wood seats." I was like, mm. cuz I just got I got to get rid of these Jones. You real you basically have them. Give me 225 a seat. I'm like, 500 for both? <laughs> man, I'm about to drive between them. Because <laughs> I'm looking for no flights. I'm like, man, I'm about to rent a car. I'm about to I'll be out there. Gas the up the pacer. <laughs> Sitting on a wood, $500. You, you, you got to go. You got to go. You know what I'm saying? You have to but go. But they literally had, like, no flights going to Cleveland. It was like I would have literally had to, like, leave at, like, the one flight that would have got me to yeah. Cleveland at, like, game time. So whereas I could have came in, like, yeah. second quarter, and the only flight back out would have been, like, Right after the game. And I was yeah. just like, I'm not even going to Low key, I want to go to a Knicks game. The Knicks been playing real good, man. You must have some money. Knicks one, I mean, I can't afford it, but I oh, want okay. to go. I'm about to say it. Because uh, those Brooklyn tickets are out of whack. 
Oh yeah, the Brooklyn tickets are. Here go to another joint. You got to like go through a Brooker to get wood up in, in Brooklyn. You can't even buy them on Ticketmaster yeah. and shit. Yeah. Like a certain sit, certain joints, you just got to go like Charlotte, Brooklyn, uh, Dallas is another one. Like you just the Lakers. You just kind of yeah. actually no, you can buy Laker wood joints on 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 Ticketmaster. Oh yeah, yeah, but some some joints you just cannot get them. You got to go through like I don't know what the fuck it be where it's like yeah no they got. They parameters or however the fuck yeah. they do it or whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, Charlotte, you're never gonna see wood tickets for sale online. It's just not gonna happen. Like, you gotta go through a broker. And Mad, I mean, uh, Brooklyn is one of those places too, yeah. where it's like you just don't see them. Yeah. Like you just you gotta call one of Jay's oligarchs. Yeah, I gotta I gotta see who know World Wide West or something. Yeah. One of you niggas know World Wide West. Yeah. Give me some Knicks tickets. For I want to go to the uh, game against Brooklyn November twenty second. I want to do that and shit. Okay. I kind of want to go uh, sit on the wood for that. I mean, somebody has to win a case. Yes. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, niggas ain't even winning them pieces. I don't know what's going on. But uh, all jokes aside, them my niggas, man. Dunbar hit me the other day. He was like, you know, Dunbar is, I'm going to give Dunbar a couple real quick. You know, Dunbar is like the, like, calmest, most ever. Docile. Ever. Like, he's like, yo, bro. Like, you know, yo, bro. He's like, I'm listening to the Patreon. Like, what happened? And I explained him the shit. And me explaining the shit got me, like, re-enraged. Like, yeah. where I'm re-angry. And I'm going off for, like, five, six minutes. And I got that. He was like, it's fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> About to get a drink, man. <laughs> 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 like, yo. Don't bar don't get hostile about something. Cool as the other side cool of the pillow. Cool as the other side of the pillow. Real shit. Yeah, he, he, does, he does not care. <laughs> Young, black. Talented, got a beautiful shit, wife, and make shit, a lot of money. That shit funny, man. Not Dude. tripping. Like, yo, man, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> but I got nothing else, man. We out of this, John. We'll be back for Patreon later this week. Shout out to y'all, man, with Patreon. Because y'all been coming the fuck through. Y'all been coming through, man. A lot of yearly memberships coming through. Uh, just FYI, anybody new that's interested in getting on Patreon, we're offering 15%, which is like the max discount you can offer uh-huh. off all yearly memberships. Y'all come through, sign up for y'all yearly membership, get it out the way. Y'all ain't got to worry about us. We out your hair. Yeah, we're going to do a preview for Patreon last week because people, a lot of people, was, like I said, hit me like, yo. Yeah, we man. might do two Patreon previews this week since it's the beginning of the month. Yeah. Might drop one tomorrow, too. Um, this episode is already out if y'all listening to yeah. it, y'all watching it. But, yeah, we're going to do another Patreon preview probably uh Tuesday, Wednesday, and then one on Saturday. And then we launching Throwback Thursday this week. We're going to be repurposing some of the old content, pushing those episodes back to the top of the feed so that y'all can, y'all ain't got to worry about necessarily going back. Right. So right, we'll, right. Uh, you know, throw some of those episodes, some of our favorite episodes to the top of the feed every single week, Throwback Thursday. So y'all start getting those episodes uh, reintroduced to y'all as well. Uh, I got nothing else. Got nothing else. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. January 22nd live show. Get y'all tickets today. TRPE6.eventbrite.com. Watch Eagles Live November 20th. Get y'all tickets. EaglesWatchLive.com. Booyah. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's.